Blog Talk Radio. G's on the podcast. Outsiders Boxing Podcast, coming to you live, ladies and gentlemen, on this 12th of August, on a glorious Sunday. Hope everybody's doing well out there. <clears throat> Getting my voice back a little bit. As we get ready for the cheerings to get back to school, and all those people who had the summer off, the lucky ones that I'm a little bit jealous of, to be honest, getting back to work. I say that because I got some friends that are teachers and things like that, so... Vacation's over for them, and I couldn't be more happy. Yeah, I get envious to see them having fun. Who works during the summertime? Fuck you. Back to work. Getting talked to like crazy from some little badass children. Lucky I don't have no kids that's going to school, especially for my buddy that I know who just barely started uh, uh, teaching. One of those guys who... I'm a college graduate. Why should I listen to somebody who doesn't have an education at the collegiate level? If I had a son that was in his class, don't call him Mr. Gonzalez. You're going to call him what I call him. Call him JoJo. Tell him my daddy said I ain't got to listen to you, JoJo. I wish I had a kid. I think of stuff like that whenever I talk about my partners being, you know, teaching and all that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> but that's neither here nor there. Just a little quick one off the top, I guess. Um, uh, you know, summertime is finally coming towards the end, and I could not be more than happy to get rid of this summer in 18. I'm telling you, man, I'm more of a winter guy. We got football that's just starting up, and I can't be more happy to see that as well. We finally got some football. I'm not one of those guys who's, uh, you know, fuck your team, blah, 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 preseason games. It's nonsense. It's really nonsense. I got a lot of Cowboy fans out here in California, and I know a lot of my homies that are Cowboys fans, and, you know, they took it real serious and stuff like that. But really, eh, they don't get me off like that. does nothing for me almost. But nonetheless, man, I hope you all had a very fun and safe weekend, as did I. Oh, let me tell you, anybody who comes in the Central, Central California area, you're probably going to hear about Fresno. For the most part, Fresno has, uh, it has its uh, good spots and all, but let me tell you, the hidden gem in Central California is Visalia, California. I say California. Oh, it's always snowing. Oh, it's always snowing. A lot of fun out there anytime I go to Visalia, California. Anybody who somehow comes to, around this way, let's say for probably uh, some folks from NALA. 
who want to uh, come see Regis Progress against Jose Ramirez in Fresno, California, get up out the Fresno area, take a trip. Uh, I don't know, take a trip out east and get you to Visaya, California. It'd be a lot more fun, safer, and uh, a lot more of a beautiful scenery out there. Have me a good time, man, since Thursday. Um, everything is everything. Back to normal. I know we didn't have a midweek show because boxing has been a little slow as we're getting ready to prepare ourselves for Tyson Fury, Carl Frampton coming up next weekend, which Willow will cover on the midweek show. Um, and then the weekend after that, we got Michael and Michaela Mayer. So boxing picking up. We got some stuff coming up in, in September. We got um, the big fight of the year with Triple G Golovkin coming up uh, around the corner, 24-7, getting ready to start on the 28th. And it is a good time for us sports fans. I'm loving it, man. I almost said this funny thing. I, I heard uh, uh, one of these uh, white folks I know, and um, whenever he's excited about something, he says he's happier than a pig and shit. Now, I don't know what the fuck that resonates to or where that comes from, but it sounds funny to me. And it almost slipped out, but... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm, I'm too clean for that. I can't do that kind of shit. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, shit, man, I'm just chilling right here, relaxing, um, kind of unwinding a bit, um, was out into the wee hours of the night, and I almost hit Willow with that text. I don't think there's no way we're going to be able to do the show at noon today, man, without having a good time with my partners till about four five in the morning or something like that, but woke up at the nine o'clock time and I felt good, man. I felt good. Got my run in, uh, listen to Seattle Simon is crazy conspiracy theories for the 30 minutes that I could put up with and got to hit the ground running here with the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, giving you guys some boxing detail because there's a lot of shit that's going on outside the ring. Uh, Twitter fingers is going off and sometimes I like that boxing news a little bit more than, you know, just covering up a fight that happened, which we all seen with our own two eyes and have different perspectives of the thing, thing of the way things go. But I, for one, enjoy the outside the ring stuff because, as we all know, I like fighters with the charisma and charismatic value that brings eyes to the scene when it comes to outside of boxing news. As far as uh, when you see stuff on World Star, um, I'm not talking about fights and shit like that because I don't watch that stuff. I love boxing, I love physical combat, but I don't watch that bullshit, you know, contact that motherfuckers have in the streets because that's just nonsense. It makes me, it, it's grueling for me to watch. But I'm talking about when World Star has some crazy hot takes and things like that, um, you know, House of Highlights, all that good stuff. So uh, we got a lot of that coming today. Um, I want to take it to my man, my co host my tag team partner, in which I hold gold with here in the podcasting world, my main man, my man 50 grand, D. Willow Wilson from Houston, Texas. What's going on, my brother? Happy Sunday to you, man. Oh, man, happy Sunday. Uh, good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. Oh, man, RC, I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Seems like you're extra hyped this morning. I didn't know if you know how sometimes on the uh, – on the iPad, you could press, you accidentally, on, on the iTunes, on the podcast, you could accidentally press it, and, and it goes to, like, 1.5 or times 2. It's like, damn, this boy RC is talking fast as hell. So, um, 
I don't know what 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 did y'all get into last night? Any of that? Sounds like it was, sounds like it might have been an Oscar De La Hoya type night. <laughs> nah, it was uh, um <laughs> none of that was going on. Unfortunately, it was a Visalia beach party thing. So um, some of my homegirls that I know, they taught they, they me about it yesterday. And then my partner that I was talking about, who's a teacher, he's also an Uber driver. And he was talking about how lit it was yet last year. They do it once a year. So uh, you, you start off at one spot, you get a little bracelet, and they have all these other clubs in the downtown strip area. And basically, you just go in there and you get, like, uh, 50% off drinks or something like that because you pay – you start off and you pay, like, 20 bucks uh, to get the wristband. Yeah. And then and then every bar you go to at a certain time when they have on this map they give you, um, everything's, like, at, uh, 50% off. So, uh, you know, we was passing through a lot of those spots. And, and I used to party back in those days in Visalia, California, which is about a – it's about a 25-minute drive from where I'm at right now. But I used to party there back in my young days, man, when I was 18, and I met a lot of homegirls out there that I've been mad cool with ever since that time. And we've been cool with each other for ever since those young teenage days. So um, we were caught up with them yesterday, and they brought out their friends and met up with my friends. We were all pretty deep yesterday, man. So it was just, I mean, we was, um, you know, I felt like I lost about 10 pounds dancing last night, man. It was a long night, bro. It was a long night. But, hey, I'm backwards, as I always say. If I get too much sleep, I wake up lazy, groggy, zombie, don't talk to me more. But if I get less sleep, um, I hit the ground running, man, for whatever reason. So uh, it, it worked out good for me, and I'm dead sober right now. Uh, just had me some lemonade and uh, doing my laundry, cleaning up and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, man, uh, for, whatever, for whatever reason it is, man, I, I'm just set to go, and I'm in, a, I'm in a good mood, though, man. It was a lot of fun yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it was snowing yesterday, Willow. Oh man, I, hey, it was a flashback to uh, it was a flashback to those younger days because the females last night were very friendly, a little too friendly at times. But uh, you know, I'm not mad at that. No, definitely, man, definitely. I just uh, yeah, just just noticed that you're real hyped this morning, which is a good thing, man. Um, we didn't have the show Wednesday. I think I made a. Uh, an executive decision, I guess you can call that. Really wasn't too much going on, and we might as well yep. talk about the stuff uh, today. Uh, you know, we had, I think they had Facebook boxing, which they almost got me, you know, about a month ago. I decided, fuck Facebook. You know, I'm not trying to troll too hard. You know, trolling, which just seems like it was taking over my life. So I didn't want to troll anymore, so I, I let Facebook go. They almost yeah. had me re-sign up, <laughs> but then I but then I said, fuck it, I'm not going to get back on it. So I didn't get to see any of those Facebook fights yesterday. But, um, man, I'm glad, we're, uh, I'm glad we're able to talk boxing today. I don't know. Oh, I think we'll, we'll be having a special, a special guest today. Um, so I'm ready, man. I'm ready when you are. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I think a lot of the uh, the energy that's coming in right now was because of us not having a Wednesday show. So um, we're a little extra hyped up and ready to go. So uh, let's 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 get to it. Um, now, as we all know, you either love Eddie Hearn or you hate Eddie Hearn. There's no in between lining. Either you're gonna believe everything that he's talking about or not. So um, let's just talk about what he's got going on with his own right now. Now, the zone's going to cost people $9.99 uh, starting soon, and Anthony Joshua will, will no longer be on Showtime. He's going to go straight to the zone. 
Now, we got the ESPN Plus app. We got the zone coming in. And the zone, a lot of people are looking at it like Eddie Hearn is poaching fighters. That billion-dollar deal, man. So people out there trying to get fed, man, and he's got a lot of bread to spread for everybody. Uh, rumors about Manny Pacquiao possibly signing. Uh, got the lights of uh, Jesse Vargas, uh, Big Baby Miller, and they're going to have an event called Worlds Collide on October the 6th, I believe. And funny thing about that is October 6th will be the same time that Conor McGregor is getting a ring with uh, Khabib Agadomedov. Probably butchered that, but y'all know what I'm talking about, and I think our special guest might know something about that too. Um, Willa, now, Eddie Hearn made this date previously. It's not like he made this date after and tried to go compete with UFC and go head-to-head. It just happened to work out that way. Now, for me, I know a lot of hardcore boxing fans are going to stick to boxing, and they're not even worried about UFC. But there's a lot of other fans out there who are just fans of, of all combat sports in general, and I, I think I'm on that road too. I, I, hey, I watch probably uh, the last five to six fights that Conor McGregor's had, and I'm not the biggest MMA fan, UFC fan, but I appreciate his fighting style. Uh, starting off with a guy named Chad Mendez, who is a guy from where I'm at in Hanford, California right now. So Chad Money Mendez, I went to school with his older brother, and so it all started at that point in time. And then Conor McGregor has been on a roll ever since, especially, you know, cashing out that $100 million deal with Floyd Mayweather, which I give a lot of respect to. Not the biggest Conor McGregor fan, but I give, I give a lot of respect to a man who got paid $100 million, probably a little more, and is still willing to get in the ring and take some punches to the face, or the octagon in this case. Hard for me to say if I was to get a $100 million deal, that I'm going to still go in the fight game get back into the hurt business willingly, not reluctantly, spent all that money, and he's going to get in there for whatever reason. But um, Now, I know that this is going to take away from some of the audience because some fans, some fans are a little upset that this zone is going to cost nine ninety nine. Look, it's not that much money, but at the end of the day, we all got bills, and sometimes we can't afford some of this boxing, especially for boxing fans who are strictly boxing fans. Some people don't pay attention to NBA, NFL, but we well-rounded. So, at this point in time, I'm paying for NFL Network. I'm waiting for the NBA pass, like I said, ESPN Plus, and now the zone's coming in. And the zone's going to have a lot of fights coming up on this card, man. So, um, I know it's not a move that Eddie Hurd made trying to go against these guys, but with the zone coming out on the same night, is Conor McGregor going to be making his triumphant return to UFC? How you feel about what they got coming up ahead, because like I said, they're going to have Jesse Vargas. They're going to have uh, they got Big Baby Mill. They're going to have some good fights on this card, man. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm not the biggest Eddie Hearn fan with the way these recent uh, businesses gone down with uh, Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua. You know, Deontay Wilder's coming out saying that AJ ain't even trying to fight him on the 13th next year of, uh, I believe, April. So it's like, man, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen, man. But we do know one thing. Eddie Hearn's got a lot of money, and he's coming up on a lot of talent. And, I mean, he's even announcing big fights like a Billy Joe Saunders and uh, Demetrius Bubu Andrade. So Eddie Hearn's making moves. Like I said, there's no in-between lining with this man. But we're talking about the zone willer, and we're talking about the same night as Conor McGregor, and we're talking about another price range to pay for some boxing. 
how you feeling about this in general, about how Eddie Hearn's going about the business side of it, going against Conor McGregor? And, you know, he's going to have some big fights coming up, man. It looks like we're going to have to, we're going to have to put up another nine ninety nine for some boxing, man. <laughs> hey, man, I don't, I don't pay. We all know this. When it comes to that, I've got this special site that we go to, RC. You keep on talking about paying. So why you pay when you just click the thing. But, hey, RC, I think we've got, we've got a, a special guest on, which I think will be, uh, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about this. So I think we should probably go to him. Fuck what I got to say about this UFC stuff. I think it will be a good, good to hear from him if, uh, if, that, if you're feeling that. Oh, yeah, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it because I know uh, Janelle was sending me some texts right now, and um, I know we've been looking forward to having this man on the show. So uh, let's get to it. I think we have on a, a special guest for the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, we have the one and only King Mo on the show. And, hey, I got to say, speaking for myself, King Mo, the host of the show, and for my man Willoughby, my partner from Houston, Texas, welcome to the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, my man. How you doing today? I'm good, man. How you doing, man? Oh, man, just relaxing, recovering, enjoying this Sunday, man. Nothing much to it, but how's everything going with you, my man? You staying busy in the gym, staying uh, staying active? Yeah, I'm staying healthy, man. I, I listen to what you had to say, man. You know, because I'm, you know, I'm on the inside of the stuff, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you brought you brought the zone nine eight nine. You brought ESPN. You paying for that? You paying for 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 them MMA fans that got fight pass? They paying for that? For Bellator fans that Bellator's on the zone too. So here's the thing, right? For some people okay. that are fight fans, you know what I'm saying? Like all around fight fans, they're paying nine ninety nine for ESPN. They're paying I don't know what they're paying for fight pass. Cause I ain't got that. Didn't pay for any pay-per-views or anything. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when it comes down to it, man, all the streaming thing, uh, the streaming thing, is a byproduct from what Al Heyman get out the game. Think about this, right? I knew, I knew pay-per-view was dead the moment the WWE pulled out of it and said we're doing the fight pass. They went from pay-per-view to streaming only. Everyone was bashing Al Heyman because Al Heyman's wasting money. But here's the funny thing. All the fighters you've seen headlining the PBC cars are big names. They're big names now. Danny yep. Garcia was the big name that years ago, but he is now. And then let me touch on let me touch on kind of let me touch on the um the Eddie Hearn thing. I like Eddie Hearn. You know why? He's pretty much like the white Al Heyman. He just pretty much took what when Al Heyman left and Richard Schaefer's kind of. In the shadows, he stepped in and was like, all right, I'm going to sign up with people and try to bring some of this stuff to Europe because all the money ain't in America. It's in Europe. Now, who told me that? Derek Delboy Chisora. When I was in England, he said, Mo, oh, yeah. Al Hamlin, he has money, but all the money is in England. And you see it right now. And you see Deontay Wilder wants to fight Anthony Joshua. Everybody wants to fight that. Everybody wants that fight to happen. You know, now. No, just wait. Just wait, because well, let's let's see what, let's see what happens with let's see what happens with uh with uh, Tyson Fury. Let's 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 see Deontay fight one more person that's somewhat solid because if we compare resumes, Anthony Joshua's resume blows Deontay's resume out the water. Deontay turned pro in like what two thousand. We were we were up to the training center because I used to see him all the time in Colorado Springs 
at the Yoga Training Center. So he turned pro like in 2009, 2008. Uh-huh. Anthony Johnson turned pro in 2012, 2013. Who has a better resume? Well, well, Who's the bigger draw? The, no, no I, I, yeah, I hear you. That's why Anthony Joshua definitely is the A-side in this one. The only thing about it is, um, with the with the fight coming up, possibly is what they're talking about for November with the the Gypsy King Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. When you look at recent resume, um, I'm looking at at uh, I mean I know Severn was a was a, a, a shadow of himself in the rematch, but the Luis Ortiz fight is a bigger name in my opinion than a, a wash up Vladimir Klitschko. Man, I'm talking about how do you consider Vladimir Klitschko washed up after one loss to Tyson Fury? Well, he's he's he was broken down, man. He was broken down. Especially no, no, no. He was broke. Listen, he was broke down. Listen, he was broke down. Let's check out. Because I talked to Stitch. I saw Stitch Duran yesterday. We are talking. causing Vegas yesterday. Tyson uh-huh. Fury. Um, um, Klitschko was beat up going into the Tyson Fury fight. That's why he looked so bad. But I, and I remember I was like, I was like, I talked to Stitch. I was like, Stitch, I think that Klitschko is going to beat Joshua because Joshua gets tired. He said, me too. I was like, is Klitschko healthy? He's like, Mo, he's healthy as it comes. Is this the best I've seen him in camp? I was like, okay, okay, I see you. Okay, cool. Come fight time. He looks sharp. I've never seen a basketball like that. I've never seen him look. When he gets dropped, I've never really seen him get dropped and come up to the feet and went, went besides when he fought Sam Peter. And even that, right, he right. looked terrible beating Sam Peter. This fight, I think this is the best I've ever seen him since the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And this fight going, going, against, going against Anthony Joshua. He said Anthony Joshua was oh. younger and fresher. Yeah, 100%. No, I agree with you on that. I mean, um, it, it was a fight where they both had a lot of respect for each other. And I think that the psychological problem that he had against a guy like Tyson Fury was at certain points in time of Klitschko's career, he was mentally weak, bro. Like, we all oh, know that Vitaly was, no, no, not Vitaly was the toughest Klitschko. You know what yeah, I mean? most of his career, most of career, look, Ross Purdy, um, Joe Hip, Raymond Brewster, even even Sam Pierre yeah. had him in trouble, you know what I'm saying? But those guys, those, yeah. like, those guys went out there and fired him, he quit. You know what I'm saying? He quit against some of those guys. No, yeah, most definitely. He had a hell of a run when he got when he got off of that off that L, and then I mean he ran for about ten years with it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I'm a I'm a Klitschko fan, but I can't turn the I can't turn the other cheek to what's you know noticeable out there. So, um, but I'm just saying, as far as Anthony Joshua picking up a paper strap against uh, Charles Martin, and we all seen how Charles Martin got that strap. When uh, I, I forget the man's name, but his knee busted yeah, out yeah, in the second yeah, round. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, okay, but, but check it out. But, but here's the thing, right? You're moving the goalpost because how did Deontay Wilder get his belt? Who did Deontay Wilder beat to get his belt? Uh, that was Berman Severn, but he had that he had that issue going on. He was uh, yeah, he went right and, and, at that time. Not just that, but bro, not just that, but I, obviously, bro, mind you, I've seen Berman before. Berman, listen, Berman was supposed to fight Dominic Brazil the last fight. This dude was training with Roy Nelson. Right. I was the man with the gym. I watched the spar with Roy Nelson most of the camp. Then Lewis Ortiz uh-huh. fell for that, for that fell for that diuretic, even though it's bogus. I know Lewis. I see. I seen Lewis last week, and I mean his, his coach last week. But he fell for the diuretic, oh, yeah. right? So guess what happens? Berman's training. Berman's training with Roy Nelson for Dominic Brazil. That fight gets scrapped, so he gets put in the fight with Deontay Wilder, who is the exact opposite. Of Roy Nelson, why would you even spar oh, yeah. with Roy Nelson, who's an MMA fighter? You know what I'm saying? Like, why spar with him? That's why between me and you, like, I, I like Deontay. He's exciting, but if you look at overall resume, outside of Luis Ortiz and maybe Arthur Spilka and and uh, and 
Malik Scott, because Malik Scott actually really stepped through that fight. But outside, and Eric Molina right, and a few right, other right. guys, man, they, they don't, like, Dylan White, I think uh, Dylan White beats most of the guys, beats every guy that Deontay fought except Luis Ortiz. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. I, I agree with that. I mean, Luis Ortiz is Joseph Parker. Same thing, Joseph, same thing with Joseph Parker beats everybody that Deontay fought except Luis Ortiz. Right, no, I feel you. And, and uh, uh, you know, Joshua accomplished a lot more at a younger age than Deontay Wilder. Started the game late, as you know. I mean, he got into it. He started about 18 years old, so he's a, he's a late bloomer. And, and I, I didn't think he could be a late bloomer, uh, you know, back when he first fought Severn because if you look at Deontay Wilder, he does everything wrong from a technique standpoint. But, you know, that right-hand land, you know, it's a could be The thing is that, to me, in a natural sense, there's no true, there's no such thing as true technique. If it works for you, then it's technical. You know what I'm saying? Because right. he can do what he wants. Cause he can do it. He can, he can, he can, he can, he's big and built like that. He's power. But let me ask you a question. Why didn't Deontay fight Klitschko when he had the chance? Well, as we know, that he, he sparred with Klitschko in his early days, and there's been footage out there of him getting rocked and sparring. So, no, um, get, no, and, getting that, you know, no, not, not just rock, getting stopped. Cause I know, I know people that are in <laughs> camp with him. Getting in yeah. camp, so I'm just I'm just saying like all this stuff like everyone's like everyone's getting mad at Eddie Hearn. No, but the thing is, like, let's be real. Like, Deontay, Deontay wants that big fucking amount of money, but in actuality, if he waits until next year, summertime next year, that money's gonna triple. Just like Floyd versus Pacquiao. Remember all our noise? Oh man, Floyd's afraid of Pacquiao. Floyd's afraid of Pacquiao. Then what happened? What happened? Floyd went out there and played with Pacquiao. But when that fight, oh, the, yeah. when the fight was first originally brought up. It might, have done, it might have done 2 million buys, maybe 1.5. Nah, but then when he got pushed back and people waited for it, and they waited and waited, guess what happened? It got bigger. Oh, yeah. To a tune of 4.4 million. They maximized. They maximized their, their, their earnings for sure, 100%, even though it was dragged out a little bit longer than expected. Yeah, through hype. Which I, I hope through that hype. happened here, yeah. And, and, and that's the no, thing no, about no. it, too. They can't. They, the, the, I know. I understand that the uh, Wilder fans are, are probably thinking that you know AJ's probably trying to wait for him to get old, like Floyd did Manny, or like or or Canelo did Triple G. Um, but the thing about it is, is Dante ain't getting old for another four years, man. No, so but, but, fight, but, but, know, but but here's the thing. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, well, how did how did Pacquiao get old overnight? How did Triple G get old overnight? There's no like, no. Nah, because the thing is that Pacquiao was still winning. Triple G is old, but the thing is, the reason why people say old overnight because they say that because they want to discredit the people that beat them. That's all it is. They want to discredit because, like, because up. Don't forget. I remember I ordered that fight. Jeff Mayweather was here at my crib in Florida. With we watched the fight together. Reading into the fight, people said, people voted. They said seventy percent of the United States or whoever or people that tuned in picked Pacquiao to win. The moment Pacquiao lost in Easy, they said, oh, Pacquiao's old. Oh, his shoulder. He came with every excuse. <laughs> yeah. like that, that, so the thing is that as, as, combat, as people that enjoy combat sports, we can't just say someone turned old, old overnight. Now, I understand it's like a Sergio Martinez type thing where Sergio Martinez tore his ACL and he got old overnight. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He was shot. But, but, yeah. but, 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 you know, like, like Clisco, Clisco, honestly, I don't think he got old overnight. He's got focused. Look, Tyson Fury, my boy, you know, I'm Brian, not Brian James, but uh, um, Eddie, Eddie Chambers said, Mo. When when Tyson Fury fights when Tyson Fury fights Klitschko, he's gonna beat him. I say, yeah, right. Kevin Kingpin Johnson, who's fighting Dubois um in, in, in next month. I mean in October. Yeah. Dubois is a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, Man, I'm telling you, man, 
Tyson Fury is gonna beat is gonna beat Klitschko because he's he's so long. He's like an eighty something inch reach. He moves real good, but he's awkward and he has a weird rhythm. And I was like, y'all boys is tripping. I seen Cunningham, Cunningham drop drop Tyson Fury. So if Cunningham can do it, who's, he's not known for a heavy puncher cruiserweight. Imagine what somebody's gonna do to him as a true heavyweight. And they said, Mo, you gonna see? You gonna see? I was hating. I was like, nah, fuck. I was like, hey, fuck. Tyson Fury's lame. I was hating. Come to find out, everything they said to a T happened. Chris yeah. came and throw punches. He didn't touch him. He didn't. He, yeah, just, he, just, he just sat there mesmerized. Yeah, there was probably like 70 punches connected throughout that whole fight. One of the most boring fights in, in heavyweight history. And, I, and Hey, man, I mean, I mean, Klitschko, like I said, when he's mentally weak, he, he doesn't know how to throw that steel hammer. And I, like I said, I'm a Klitschko fan, but you know what I'm saying? Well, when the proof in the pudding, it's right there. Um, I'm not going to sit here and be like, um, you know, uh, uh, well, Wilder obviously would have got washed by, by Klitschko in that time that he had him. I don't know what would have happened if they fought last year, like when AJ had the fight of the year with him. But let me ask oh, you this. Man. this wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm just going to volume. Hold on. Okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. You good? Mo, yeah, Mo yeah. let me ask you this, Mo. All right, we know that – I understand that you're over here saying that they're, they're probably trying to maximize their – uh, their earnings, their earnings for this one right here. But, you know, you you got Eddie Hearn, and this is why I say some people don't like Eddie Hearn. Either you like him or you don't. Eddie Hearn is going to offer Wilder a certain amount. Wilder already gave him that. He, he, he said that he would have took the low ball offer in the beginning, and now he's saying that, yo, that offer's off the table, man. Y'all don't want to give me the contract with any sort of details because the contract was sent to Wilder, and Wilder did stick his foot in his mouth by saying that, um, you know, uh, 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 no contract or whatever was said. No, there was a contract sent. There just wasn't a, uh, as far as the incentives and all the details that were supposed to be on there. That's why, you know what I mean, he agreed to terms but never signed for the terms. He wanted the terms to be a little more uh, – uh, the, the, the language and elaborate detail, so much to speak, about what the fight was going to be at as far as venue, pricing, and all that stuff. So, so far, Wilder's saying that's out the window, man. I offered you guys the $50 million that AJ also stuck his foot in his mouth by saying, give me $50 million and we make the fight happen. So, both fighters on, on, a, on a sense stuck their foot in their mouth messed up. So, now we're looking at April 13th of next year. But, I mean, I know Eddie Hearn's got a lot of money to play with now that he's got that zone, And most likely, that fight will be on the zone next year if it does, in fact, happen. Do you I think, think that this one I... goes down? Or not. It's gonna be on pay per view. It's gonna be on pay per view. And too like, who knows what's going down? Because the thing is like, here's a problem with a lot of people. They listen to the fighters and all the other stuff too much, way too much. I don't even damn what Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua said. You know why? Because if they really meant it, the fight would have happened. They don't mean nothing. It's like this thing about this. Uh-huh. Remember when? Remember when Floyd got offered the the um, was they're talking about Floyd and Conor McGregor fighting, and Dana White said, Floyd, I'll pay you twenty five million dollars to fight, and Floyd said, Yeah, right. And laughed at it, and everyone was like, "Oh, Floyd's afraid to fight Conor." Then all of a sudden, for a month or two later, the real numbers came out what Floyd was gonna make. You know what I'm saying? All this posturing. I think, I think, I think they're both posturing because they know the fight's gonna happen. Just like Terrence yeah. Crawford with Errol Spence, you stay on the feet long enough, you're gonna see, you're gonna see the big dog. You know what I'm saying? Make the big money fights. That fight's gonna happen. It's just determined on when. That's it. And two, another thing is Deontay Wilder's name. Ain't that big, dog. It's big amongst hardcore boxing fans. But for someone that's that famous, like, it's been a heavyweight champ for so long, Anthony Johnson's a far bigger name than Deontay Wilder. Oh, well, yeah, you could – I, I understand that. You know, um, 
But uh, but the thing about it is, was um, uh, Anthony Joshua's last fight that was put on Showtime, I think it got about like 200,000 uh, views on Showtime when it was played over here in America. Now, granted, that might be because it was replayed or played at an early time. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, he ain't getting big numbers like that over here. Bro, like said, bet, over, bro, bet, over here don't matter. Over here don't matter. Over here's a joke because that's over here matters so much. The UFC when it went to Australia to break the record with Ronda Rousey, you feel me? You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. If over here matters so much, then if over here matters so much, all them cast like Earl Spence when I'm left here to fight um to fight oh boy um in England, Sean Porter oh, yeah, when I'm left yeah, here, definitely, yeah. Definitely. No, because bro, because right now, there's just all the everything big that's happening in boxing. Actually, have combat sports, kickboxing, jujitsu, you know what I'm saying? F wrestling, all that stuff is happening is taking place in Europe right now. America's lost it. America, sure. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Um, because America's lost because it. Because the reason the reason behind that is because you know America number one sport is what football. Number two sport is what basketball. Over there, well, not, number one sport well, is what? Not just number that. one sport is. Soccer and boxing is probably, or combat sport and boxing in general is yeah. probably the number two sport over there. So, yeah, the the the, the criteria is a lot different from over here in the States across from well, over there. Nothing, nothing, sure. nothing over here is streaming. People stream shit. Everyone streams. Oh, everybody yeah. streams. Everybody, and then, two, people aren't, they ain't as nationalistic. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, if you if you represent England, you fight in England, everybody comes out and supports you. You know what I'm saying? America. I fought Gegard Mousasi. I was born in Tennessee, though. I fought Gegard Mousasi in Tennessee, right? Gegard Mousasi from Iran. They booed me, though. Cheer for him. I watched for shot Evans fight Leo Machida in Vegas. They cheered for him. They cheered for Leo to boo my boy Rashad. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not nationalistic, you know what I'm saying? Over there in Canada, nationalistic. Europe, nationalistic. America, nah. No, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I see, man. It's and for whatever reason, uh, for better or for worse. But no, nah, over here in America, that's why I was telling my man Will and my co-host of the show, like, yo, if Wilder gets his fight on with Tyson Fury, it's gonna make some big waves as far as it getting uh, publicity from outside man, that's the, fight, the hardcore boxing. That fight ain't gonna happen. That fight ain't gonna happen. You don't either. think it's happening? Man, what, what, for what? For what reason? Tyson, listen. Unless Tyson Fury's trying to cash out, why don't you throw a big star in a fight when he's not ready? He ain't fighting two years. He's fighting. He got to fight a second bomb. I think next week, next weekend. You know what I'm saying? Beat him, yep, yep. and then you you still gonna fight fight Deontay, who's been consistently fighting better competition for the past two years and been active. I think. Hey, look, I don't want to say that he's cashing he's up, but it looks to. that way because we don't we don't know we don't know whenever no we don't no, know no, whenever no, no. we're gonna I, get we gonna listen, get fury. I tell you this. We, I tell you this. It makes more sense for them to have Joshua versus Fury in England first. And the winner of that has a big showdown for Deontay Wilder. So it's 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 America. It's it's the Civil War. It's not the Civil War, but it's like the Revolutionary War again. You know, saying you have Europe versus America. That's your best bet. Instead of having both guys from Europe fight Deontay, or no, have the best from Europe come and fight our best from America. Have a big pay per view. Because look, yeah. the best from Europe beat the best from Australia already. Joseph Parker. You know, what I'm saying the best from Europe instead of fight the best from Russia. You know, what I'm saying. Once, once, he beats, once he beats him, every, everything on his hemisphere is done. Now all Deontay Wilder has to do is sit and chill and wait for, that, wait for the country to come. Beat Dominic Brazil or fight Luis Ortiz again, which I don't think he wants to because, let's be real, there's a lot of things that happened in the Luis Ortiz fight that me and, me and his coach, Herman, were talking about, which was, was shady as hell. Like, for instance, oh. in the fifth round, 
when 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 Luis Ortiz got rocked, the next fight came out and fought. But when Deontay Wilder got beat down in the seventh to eighth round, the next round they gave him thirty second rest to see the doctor. You feel what I'm saying? So at the end that's of the first, York, at though, the, man. that's New York, man. That's New York. No, 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 but no, no, but, but no, that's that. But it's a side. It's the a side. That's New York. Oh, have to, of that, have to the Vegas too. Think, think about this. After the first, after going to oh. the fifth round, the the judges had a fight school tied. No, everybody else, even everybody else I know, had Luis Ortiz up four rounds to nothing. But the mother judges in New York had it tied two to two. The fix was in. The fix was hey, in. But that doesn't, hey, that doesn't matter at this point because he knocked them out. So it doesn't matter. No, 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 like Deontay did. Because remember, Deontay got beat up by, by Lewis, and the next round, they moved to, moved to neutral corner so the doctors can well, look at him. Well, you know, after to be fair, to be fair, which this might not be, but when Luis Ortiz got up after the first knockdown, he's like, what? I fell down. I slipped. I'm okay. Wilder was like, man, he looked like he was just a punch. No, 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 but see, but see, here's but the see. thing, King Mo. Hey, Mo, check it out. Here's the thing. The fighters, I think it was, uh, I can't remember the gentleman's name. I'll probably have to look it up right now. Willa, if you could uh, 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 check that. But look, check it out. There was a fighter about two weeks before that fight had happened that died in New York after the fight that he had had. So they were being more precautious about things like that. That's my point. That's my point. No, that's, that's my point. That's what, that's, what, that's what your whole point is wrong. Because think about this, right? Every fighter that's out there fighting, when they get dropped, they're like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Deontay Wilder, after he got beat up by Luis Ortiz going back, he shook his hand and said, I'm good. And guess what? Going to the next round, they still stopped it to let the doctor look at them. They did that because of Pritch Cologne and Magomed Abdusulamov because they were good in their fights. Especially Magomed finished the whole round. He fought 10 rounds. And then he passed out because everyone thought he was good. He passed out going to the hospital. But the thing is that they didn't, do it. They didn't, they didn't give Luis a chance at all to be seen. But they gave Deontay a chance to be seen. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, the A side. The fix is already in. I'm telling you, watch that fight. Go back. No, no, yeah. Watch that fight. I got you. No, hell yeah, I got you, man. I got you. And you know, it was a, it was conflicting for me, man, because you know, I was born in Miami, and I know a lot of dudes that are in the camp with Luis Ortiz. And Luis Ortiz, I put him on, I try to put him on the map years ago when nobody knew about him, and I knew how good he was gonna be. So this fight that happened, it's like, man, that's my man right there. But I mean, I, I, I thought Wilder was gonna be able to pull it off. And let's be honest, man, I'm gonna keep it real with you. You know, he got that A side, he got that A side in his pocket when it comes to certain situations like that. So I get what you're talking about. You know, the fight game, and I'm talking about it, like that's real. Talk. That's definitely real talk, but I'm just saying that's for sure something to look at. But at the same time, with the with the unfortunate instance that happened some weeks before, you know they were just a little bit more precautious because Wilder was definitely out in the seat. But bro, you know, bro. And, and, and no, but he's the thing but, for not taking the knee. You know what I'm saying? No, but no, but no, but my thing is, my thing is, here's my thing. They didn't look. They didn't give the Luis Ortiz a chance because, like I said, he was a fighter, but they didn't give a chance. They didn't look at him, and he and he and he and he got dropped. So you can imagine, okay, I, I'm fighting you. I'm but so he got dropped. You're still standing. He, didn't just, he didn't get just dropped once. It's not like he got dropped once and they called it. He got dropped no. three times, right? No, so he, but he you're no, but, no, no, you're missing my point, bro. After the fifth round, after the no, fifth I, round, I get it. I, they gave him that little. They gave him that break, like they were acting like they might have, might, they like might were gonna stop the fight, but they didn't give him that break. I understand that. Yeah. 
But Lewis, Lewis Ortiz is probably 56 years old, and he got a 30-second break also, that, which we well, needed. Uh, it sounds. No, it sounds. I understand. He never had a thirty-second break, though. He never had a three-second. No, we didn't. Bro, I was with his. I was with his coach. I was with his coach. When, no, no, when I'm he got dropped. The same thirty seconds. No, I'm saying the same thirty seconds that they gave Deontay Wilder at that same thirty at them same thirty seconds. Uh, Ortiz old ass got to sit on the stool for no, an extra but, thirty but, seconds. No, 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 but you're. Okay, so hear me out, hear me out. So, so say, say me and you are fighting, right? And I rock you, and I beat, and I'm, I'm, I rock you. I have you on the, I have you on the ropes, and the bell rings. I still see kind of wobbly, but then they bring you to the corner for thirty seconds. I'm gonna rest, I'm gonna rest, but at the same time, you're younger, you're gonna recover from being rocked. That's why, that's why, that's why it's two different things. Who's the teacher came out in the beginning of the next round and, and put pressure on him and probably got him out of there? I mean, probably. I'm not oh, saying oh, he could have, yeah. but he didn't. Oh no! Well, yeah, Luis, Wait, Luis came out of that. Luis came done. out that next round. So Luis came no, out that next round, and he put pressure on. He put pressure on, and no, no, Wilder came but, but, out but, of the round. He was, he was, he was coasting. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, but, I'm, but what I'm trying to say is that he, he was the A side. He's protected. You know what I'm saying? He's protected. No, we right, you, I got you. And but now, but now, but it shakes out right. If you have not, you see Luis Ortiz's last fight, right? Versus the guy from Romania. Y'all seen it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were there. Why oh, yeah. is he? I was at that. I was yeah. at that five. Yeah, we were there live. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So why is he? Why think about this? Ask yourself. Why is Luis Ortiz fighting another tall fighter again like that? Preparation, man. He's why trying to get himself probably a rematch. Well, hey, I mean, he uh, he should have fell too far. Well, well, the reason why he's fighting, you know, no, 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 no. But the, ahead, the reason why he's fighting a guy that's so tall is because most likely, um, Deontay's gonna fight either Dominic Brazil. Or Luis Ortiz, or both of them before before um, before he fights Joshua. You completely scratched no, Tyson Fury, fight. bro. He's Tyson Fury talking about ninety nine percent done yeah. and all that shit. Man, man, y'all y'all yeah, actually before, believe that stuff, before, man? I believe it when yeah, it's actually when it's announced. No, I agree. Yeah, and I feel you because I was with you like maybe two weeks ago. Said it really doesn't make sense for these guys to fight. Um, it, but if I'm Wilder, if I'm Wilder and I could get the fight fast, I would take it. That's how I felt. But it doesn't make any sense really to do it. But with with Fury talking all this shit on the Internet, all this shit, it's no way he can sort of like turn back. He would look so foolish if for some reason this fight didn't go down. You know what I'm saying? He's talking a lot. Listen, but y'all, y'all, y'all are thinking fans. Look, look, I don't, look, look, check this out. You know Uza Katai, Uza Kata guy, the guy from the guy at mm-hmm. eight. Why did exactly, you know, how, yeah, come, yeah. how come how come how come y'all ain't complaining about the, about the Gale breaking the bell and ducking him? The Gale actually said, "No, the fighters don't care what people, fans think." Because really, when it comes down to it, you want to get paid. If us fighters listen to what the fans said about being tough and this and that, you know, we know we're tough. We we fucking be broke. It's about the business part. Yeah, but that's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. think Tyson Fury ain't care about what we think about him. Because Tyson Fury is like, whatever. I'm gonna get my money. I don't know these guys. Them, look, they don't care about what we think about them looking weak because. In actuality, if you fight over 30 times, we know you ain't weak or scared. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't even exist no, we know, in boxing. We understand, I, yeah, I understand that. But Tyson Fury has come out and, and been sta- and talking this trash against. It's it's a little different. I understand that. But I, I'm thinking that these guys are men at the same time. So you're not going to want no matter if you don't care. But, 
Right. It don't so, matter. So no matter it's just don't care or not. Yeah. Hey, but at the end of the day, you're not going to down talk another guy saying Anthony Joshua is pussy. He didn't want the fight. Blah, blah, blah. So, so, so let me ask you, let me ask you this. If, if millions were involved, if, 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 you had, if you had millions involved, you wouldn't even care what they say. So I'm, I'm, I'm already checked all the time the boxing gyms. And I, and I see, hey, at first I was like, oh, they don't care. But they don't care. A lot of times, a lot of times between you, they work together. They talk together on the phone and tell each other what to say. Oh, Straight yeah, up. yeah, probably, pro- probably, man. I, I wouldn't doubt no, that I know happened you do. a few times. I wouldn't doubt that happened yeah. a few times. But, yo, Mo, let me ask you, yeah. let me ask you. Because here's one yeah. thing, too. Wilder will be going to Belfast next week for, for Tyson Fury's fight, and, and he, he plans on crashing the party similar to the way that, you know, when Fury crashed his party doing the whole Ric Flair thing, taking off his shirt and going happened. all crazy. And nothing no, happened. And nothing happened, nothing happened. But at this point in time, it's looking like Tyson Fury is taking all these shots at Joshua, and he's not, he's not saying – uh, if, if Wilder comes to the fight, he can't come in the ring. He can't come in the ring, like, uh, you know, AJ was saying and all that stuff. So, I mean, hey, if it does happen, it does happen. I hope it does happen, and I hope it happens over there. That way the U.K. fan base can get a closer glimpse of, 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 Anthony, of uh, Deontay Wilder. I'm sorry. But let me tell you, but uh, real quick, though, um, Mo, I'm glad that you're over here, and I got to bring my man on that, that was the one who told us to come on here because I've been rocking with my man that you know, Janelle, uh, for a very yeah. long time over at OTG. Uh, I mean, we're talking about six years ago that we've been rocking with each other. So um, I got to get him on because I told him I was going to get him on ASAP and appreciate for having him on here. And I know that my man Janelle's got a lot to say about everything that we've been talking about. But um, Janelle, what's good, family? How you doing, man? Um, hey, this is a hell of a way to start this show off on Sunday, and I want to appreciate you for getting uh, Mo to come on here and rock with us. What's good, man? It's all good, man. She's doing my thing. on me. How y'all do? Well, as far as everything we was just talking about, um, I was going over. I mean, I, I mean, I agree. Like I told you for a while ago about how in America, man, I mean, combat sports is on the. I mean, it's, it's just not, it's just not what it is. Especially boxing is not what it was like. Say back in Ali's days. I mean, those days are over. I mean, over there in the UK, you got guys like Joe Kawasaki, Ricky Hatton. They sell on soccer stadiums. So people criticize Joe for coming over here for only like on his last two fights. I'm like, Shit, you could sell out soccer things over there and make this much more money. Yeah, I don't got no problem with it. Cosign. You know, it is what it I'll is. Cosign. Because yeah, yeah, here's the funny thing. Everybody, everybody years ago was saying Joe Kazaki, you know, he's afraid to fight Roy Jones and Bernard Hopkins. But really, we, and, and, and deep down side, I think he knew the fights were going to happen. So I, I met Joe Kazaki in Chicago years ago. You know what I'm saying? He That's said deep boy, down man. side, he knew the fights were going to happen. That was a big... Hey, I was fellas. a big Joe Kawasaki fan. I mean, but like I said, man, Joe was willing. To, I mean, Joe began calling out guys a long time ago. I mean, I mean, hey, man, the guys over there fighting in front of this many that many people when he fought, uh, uh, Mikel Kessler and Jeff Lacey. I mean, everybody he fought over them. It's just, I mean, it's a, it's a huge event because, like you said, RC. I mean, the major sports here in America is the NFL and the NBA, and you got to pay to watch. A big blood fight, so that doesn't really intrigue a lot of people. You know what I mean? It is what it is. As far as the whole Wilder and uh, and AJ situation, I agree with King Bo on that one. As far as like, hey, it's just marinating. It's like I've been telling you guys for months now. The fight's gonna happen. It's just marinating. It's a big money fight, and they just milking it for all it's worth. It's like what Floyd did with Pacquiao, like what uh, David Hay did with Klitschko. At first, and at first, uh, Klitschko and David Hay was uh, talking about. I don't think Hay would have gotten $3 million for that fight. But by the time the fight happened, he got, like, what, $20, $25 million? He got paid good. He's just milking. 
you know, although he let me down in that fight the way he fought, but he didn't fight like, you know, I mean, he, you know, I mean, he let me down, but still, he still milked it for what it was worth, man. And 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 in combat sports, like they say, man, you gotta be a self promoter. You gotta be your own self marketer. Yep. Of guys like oh, Floyd did. That's what David Hay did against the Klitschko. That's what uh, Hopkins became. It, it, mm-hmm. it's like I said before, I don't, I don't blame guys for being divas. Right, being a diva just understands that it's just more, it's business first, it's a sport second. At the end of the day, that's what it is. You know your work. Yeah, yeah. hey. Exactly. hey, business or not, business or not, I understand that, and it all sounds good, and I understand that, you know, Kimo is a, is, and you, Janelle, have, are fighters. I understand that. But at the end of the day, no grown man wants to look like a bitch. No matter. Bro, but here's the thing. No, no, this ain't real. This ain't real. I'm not saying real. Janelle, let him know, bro. This ain't real. Think about this. This whole thing is not real. How you look like a bitch? Look, it'd be different if I saw you hit your girl and I stepped your girl in front of you. Then you look like a bitch. But this is not real life. This is fight. This is like a fight game. This ain't real life. This tell me, tell me anytime. No, but bro, tell me anytime. But tell me, but tell me. This is a new day. But they don't mean social. Social media don't matter. Tell me, tell me a time. Tell me a time when um. Tell me a time when social media actually like mattered where you went somewhere. But hey, hey, let me cut through. I got a million followers. No one cares, dog. Like all that, all that how you look don't matter, dog. It don't matter. Oh, no, the thing is, why, that's, that's, why, that's why Ryan Garcia is 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 uh is is doing shows, is is, is headlining shows, uh, is headlining fights because he has millions of YouTube, uh, millions of Instagram followers. That is the reason why uh, these young guys are. Wow, are, are wow, wow. No, 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 bro, bro, bro. Can I tell you something? He's Mexican. He's Mexican. That makes a big difference. Look, look no, Andre Ward has. Listen, that. no, but Andre Ward. Andre Ward has millions of followers, but he can't sell out his fucking. He can't sell out Oakland. Andre Ward. Making, Andre Ward is, he, is thirty. Is thirty five years old. I'm just it saying. It don't matter. These, day age, these young. No, no, but you're missing the whole thing. And, it's and, about race. But, race matters. No, but to be, maybe but, a black fighter. Fair, it does but, matter. But to be, but to be that. fair, Mo, he's he is Mexican, but he don't speak no Spanish. So the real. No, hard and, and, but, 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 no, but no, no, no. Like no, but no, get get a yard, get a yard, boy, I bet. Get a yard, now they are. I was in Vegas, I, bro, I was in Vegas yesterday. I was just in Vegas, I just left Vegas. I was in Vegas, let me tell you something. They're rocking, listen, the men's are rocking whoever. They were, they were rocking with Del Hoya, even after he beat Chavez. But then they were rocking with him when he fought Vargas, because Vargas is more, was more real. The men's can follow whoever. If, if, if Ryan Garcia is fighting um, Tank, they're going to they're gonna ride with Ryan Garcia. They're going to be like, you know what, we like Tank. If they stay, if they stay together, like, because exactly. they stay together. It's like Victor Ortiz. It's like Victor Ortiz. We all agree with that. Oh, they didn't rock with Victor Ortiz at all. Nobody's arguing that. They didn't rock with Victor Ortiz. Yes. Well, that's, that's just how the Mexican fan base is. Just like when Leo Santa Cruz fought Abner Mars. Abner Mars spoke English more eloquent. So they're like, yo, we're going with the guy who's more Mexican and has broken English like Leo Santa Cruz. The, hey, for whatever reason, that's how the fan base is. And Ryan Garcia is definitely on that side of Abner Mars where he's more of the uh, Americanized Mexican, which yeah. doesn't seem to have that hardcore following from the Mexican fan base, you know? Okay, okay. so because I'm from Texas, right? So we get the – and I live in California. So they have the south side is Pisces. Those are the guys from Mexico. They have the north side. is like Nick Diaz, Garcia. They're Americanized, you know what I'm saying? But on the west coast – when you're Mexican, 
if you're fighting another person that's not Mexican, all the Mexicans, hardcore or not, are going to follow you. You feel what I'm saying? It don't matter. As long as you're not fighting the Mexicans, speak speaks Spanish. That's why they all, they all follow Kane. Kane just started speaking Spanish just recently. You know what I'm saying? They they follow they follow they they'll yeah, follow you yeah. they'll get behind you as long as you're finding someone that relates to them more. That's all it is. Oh yeah, no, definitely, man, definitely. It's 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 a it's a it's a complicated subject when we talk about how that the certain fan base is brought because for whatever reason it's just that way and it's kind of instilled in the way fight fans are. And I mean, hey, the way this you, is a sport that's built on race. You know what I'm saying? So uh, because that's because the way, the way you're thinking, when we say based on what you're thinking, then that means Floyd's a pussy because Zab Judah. Zab Judah, Zab, listen, Ford, if that's the case, Ford been a pussy his whole career. Think about it. He didn't fight Margarito. Um, I was afraid that you didn't fight him. He fought Mosley too late. He did a catch with, yeah. with, with um, Canelo. So is he a pussy too? You know what I'm saying? Because if, if we follow, if we go by what say, you're saying, Ford's a pussy. Saying, but, but, but I didn't say anybody was a pussy. I said you don't want to look like a pussy. And I also said no, but, no, but, 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 but people hold call Ford a pussy for that. Hold on. I, I, and okay. I explained, yeah, and you can be, and people will think you're a pussy if somebody's calling you out and you do not fight. If somebody puts fifty million on the table and you do not fight, no matter if it's business or not, people are going to think you're a pussy. When Floyd and and uh, and and um, and uh, and uh, Judah were doing their thing, social media was not cracking like it, it is right now. It, it's I, not I, the, the pressure, same the thing. Pressure is a lot different. It is the not the same thing. Nobody cares about social media, bro. No one cares. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I, I, nobody, like, look, nobody cares. That's what you uh, it, makes, it makes you impact know, more because, look, care. check it out. Willa, Willa, check it out. Because here's the thing. If you had social media back when Julio Cesar Chavez was fighting guys with 20 losses, 30 losses, and shit like that, he'd be getting a lot more fucking heat than what he oh, did hell yeah, hell back yeah. in those times. You know what I'm saying? That's a big difference when it comes to social media in 2018 and the fight game, bro, because – Nowadays, everybody's critiquing everything. Like, they're critiquing Joshua for being a pussy when this is barely in the works of trying to get him and Wilder to go down. I know it's been, it's been spoken about for Wilder, but, I mean, it's nowhere near the five-year wait that we had with the uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao. But, 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 bro, but no one gets what I'm trying to say. Bro, okay, let's think about this right, Janelle. If I called you a pussy, Janelle, you fight. You fight, you, you fight and you train with me. Uh, say, say a random person that you never seen before on the internet called you a pussy. They called Dan Garcia a cherry picker for years. What changed? Like, oh, well, yeah. how does that affect Jerry? No one cares because the thing is that these people out there ain't fighters. Like, no, like, for, like how do these hey, fighters on the world on social media? I mean, y'all both got good points. I mean, y'all both got good points to an extent, but it's like RC said, if social media was out even back, say back when a whole filtration back in the early 90s, and Holyfield said about how he wouldn't fight Tyson because um, uh, was because he oh, he's fighting a rape charge and he doesn't want to defend his belt against somebody like that. If right. those men is popping back then, I'm questioning Holyfield. It looks like I'm a pussy back then also. I mean, so you know what I'm saying social media has um okay, it plants a seed, it plants a seed in the mind of not really hardcore. Yeah, 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 that hardcore boxing fans the, the, and, and the hardcore fans period. I mean, about how social media don't matter. I think it matters a lot, man. Social media has, it basically controls this country, today, it seems like, uh, uh, to an extent. It controls minds to an extent. Uh, more people watch, more social media. It gives everybody a herd mentality to a certain extent. But, yo, um, yeah. no. I, and nobody I, I, reads I, articles I, anymore. And nobody reads articles anymore. And nobody really cares about articles anymore. 
time. They'll just watch um, 10 second sound bites from social media and they'll go off for that. And, and that's why, and that's why a lot of fighters, a lot of fighters don't care about social media because they, they know like they're like I'm not listening to social media. I'm gonna listen to my manager because they know like the money. Care. If they you know what I'm saying? For marketing, for marketing, because things that exactly. how you get your money for your sponsors. It's not, it's not, it's not about listening to it's exactly. Like exactly. It. It's not, it matters. It matters. No, 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 no. It, Hear it, me it, out. No, 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 no. It's not, I'm talking about, talking about fight, the fight life. It don't matter as far as the fight life. It matters for your money because think about it. If it matters, and why, 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 if really, if, if it really oh, matters, before we keep the comments, before we keep keep the comments on his Instagram, yeah. he keep it up on there. He, he took them off because they don't, me don't look, kid, see it. Those people's words don't matter. I'm trying to tell you, as a fighter myself, and anybody else that fight. As a matter of fact, next time, what do you, what do you, you say, California? Yeah, I'm in Central California, right here in the same area of Jose Ramirez, man. Okay, cool. Yeah, one of these days, we got to meet in Vegas. We'll meet and you'll meet in Vegas. All three of us will meet in Vegas. And we'll oh, go to yeah. the Gym. Oh, yeah. And we'll all, we'll, 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 yeah. And we'll all we'll go be there, for we'll Canelo Triple G, though. Yeah, we'll all be there. We'll we got to have Lincoln up for that. Okay, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the numbers when you get there so you can link up with people. Oh no doubt, no doubt. Hey, hang out, hey, rock with us for a second, uh, uh, Mo. We gonna get to the next topic here because hey, we we was chopping it up for a minute, but we have a little uh, a little list of what's going on. So here's one other thing that's been going on that's been probably put out by social media as we were just talking about, but it's looking like a guy who some people might call a pussy, but if you look at Adrian Broner who's been stepping up to the plate, he'll take a couple of he'll take a couple pick me up fights, but he always has a tough fight following. He'll take a pick-me-up fight, have a tough fight following like he had with Maidana, Sean mm-hmm. Porter, uh, uh, getting in there with Mikey Garcia. Uh, Adrian Broner is one of those guys who is hated by a lot of people by, in the boxing world, basically from a lot of social media uh, antics and things like that. But they're talking about mm-hmm. getting him in the ring with Sergey Lippinets. And yep, for those Lippinets. who remember, this is, this is Mikey Garcia's uh, uh, last opponent before Robert Eastman. And, A, if anybody watched that fight, Sergey Lippinets, was doing really good with Mikey for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he just, you know, hey, Mikey's a special fighter. There ain't no doubt about that. But Lippin yet, look, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a Broner fan. I like Adrian Broner, but I never feel like Adrian Broner has got a fight, like, sealed and delivered because you just never know with Adrian Broner. Basically, everybody's a live dog in a fight with a puncher's chance when it comes to A.B. And, I mean, I like A.B.'s talent, but he needs to – he needs to be Adrian Broner and let his hands go instead of trying to pop shot like big bro Floyd Mayweather because if you want to copy Floyd's style, why would you copy the pop shot style of Money Mayweather instead of that dog that pretty boy Floyd has and making some yeah, waves around there? That's why. You know why? Because Adrian Broner's not one. Bro, if you watch Adrian Broner's um, career, he was always bigger than the guys he fought. Now he's fighting guys that are bigger or just as big as he is, so he can't fight. He can't fight with that dog. That's why. That's why Pretty Boy Floyd was left at 140. So the moment Pretty Boy Floyd go 147, try to beat Pretty Boy Floyd, he'll die that ass fucked up. Cause he can't fight that way. Adrian Broner can't What's fight that happen? way, and two, he has bad knees. You know what I'm saying? He can't move like the way the way he wants to. And he's too small. He ain't big enough. Watch, watch me fight Gavin oh, Reese. He smashed Gavin Reese. Oh, man. When, when, he fought, when he fought Jason, um, Jason Lipsow, I smashed him. But when he went to fight Maidana, too big. When he fought, even when he fought Pauly Malignaggi, Pauly's, Pauly's still kind of too big. You know what I'm saying? He started struggling with guys that are bigger. Sean Porter, too big. What you know what I'm saying? Mike Garcia was big enough. What did you think about the fight with uh, Jesse Vargas? Because I also I like Jesse Vargas' style. He was a lot bigger than, than Adrian Broner was. And that was a tale of two halves, to be honest with you. But yeah, when, yeah, yeah. Them, when he put them myths on him, he did put some put put together some good punches, man. Yeah, he he put he put the things he had bite his time. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, I like the move that 
Broner made. Broner left Mike Stafford. You know what I'm saying? And he came down here oh, to, yeah, to yeah, West yeah. Palm Beach with Cunningham. And they're all right here. I, they're, they're about 45 minutes away from me. You know what I'm saying? I like that move. Right. I like that move for him. It was just, yeah, you know, but, but his the, problem uh, is to get in trouble. The, yeah, definitely. The militant style of training that Kevin Cunningham had on Adrian Broner had a positive effect because he wasn't telling them things that he wanted to hear like Mike Stafford gave him. He let him know. You need to let your fucking hands go. What are you doing sitting around? What, you're like, hey, that's what you need sometimes when it I comes to I think you should have trained like with Adrian Senior a Broner. long time ago. I think you should have went with Floyd Senior uh, uh, years ago. Nah, I mean, no, he shouldn't have. Nah, nah, nah. That would have been a horrible move. Horrible. Horrible. Floyd, so? Senior, Floyd, Senior, Floyd Senior been on record disrespecting Adrian Broner a lot. That just no, 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 not, 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 not even that. Not before that. But, but fuck all that stuff. I trained with Floyd Senior well, before. Well, he's discipline-minded. No, no, he's not. No, he's no, he's nah, nah. Floyd Senior, I'm going to be real with you. I trained with him for two weeks. First of all, he's never on time. He don't care. He's all about money. So Broner have been there waiting for him. I, I'm a, a few times I waited at Giant Tacos, Giant Tacos boxing gym for Floyd Senior for about three or four hours. That's why Ricky hadn't fired him. Oh wow, that's you know crazy. Oh wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he don't care. <laughs> Remember, Ricky Hatt yeah. was in the gym waiting for Floyd Sr., and Floyd Sr.'s in the motherfucking McDonald's drive through and shit on the 24-7 they had when Mayweather was fighting Ricky Hatt. And yeah, Floyd Yeah, and I, yeah I, I'm telling you. And think, think about this, right? On the money team, who does Floyd Sr. train? Not to BD, nobody. Think about this, right? When Floyd Sr. was in, when Floyd Sr. Was in Floyd's corner, what instructions did he get Floyd, really? Nothing, because Floyd trains himself. No, no, no. Like, no. I think I was Roger Mayweather who didn't give him advice. Uh, Floyd man, look, always look, gave Floyd advice. Man, listen, listen. Floyd I, bro, I'm telling you this. Bro, Jeff Mayweather is my boxing coach. I'm telling you this is a man. I'm telling you straight up. Floyd trains himself. Floyd, Floyd, Floyd don't listen to nobody else. I, I, I've been to the gym and watched Floyd train. No one told him what Floyd to do. Floyd walk in, get hand massage, get exercise, pull out his gloves, put some gloves on. Hey, get in the, gym, get in the ring. We're going to spar. From there, after he spars like four or five rounds, he'll go to the heavy bag, go to the double M bag, go back in the ring, do some more sparring. After that, he'll do some mitts. Um, and then he'll have Nate Jones climb the, 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 the body shield. And then he'll go to do the speed bag and, and double M bag and then do something to cool down. Floyd don't have no one. If you, look, if you, watch, if you watch Floyd, Floyd well, don't have well, nobody well, training. I'm not talking about that because, okay, at that point, Floyd's career, Floyd already knew what had to be done. But as far as in the ring and in the corner – and around, I always seen Floyd Senior give him advice. I never heard Roger give him advice. All I heard Roger say was, "Keep doing what you're doing." I'll keep boxing. Even when hey, I hurt. Hey, Janelle. Janelle. Let me. Let me. Uh, remember. Remember how Roger would be. Keep your ass. Box that motherfucker. He's got to box yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all Roger ever stated. But I seen Floyd in between around. Floyd Senior always giving advice to um man. Uh, uh, Floyd. Okay, 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 I'm okay, telling you. Hey, hold up. Hey, I'm hold up. Hey, hold up. Even though Floyd Sr. was in his corner. I talk, talk. Janelle, Janelle, we, 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 over here, we over here getting off, we getting off topic, though, because we're trying to talk about the, the matchup, which looks like it's most likely to happen, because with Adrian Broner, it's, it's, it's got to be smart direction moving forward for the career of Adrian Broner, because as we all know, AB's one loss away from being a, a gatekeeper, and it's not like he's necessarily a 140 fighter or a 147. He's pretty much catch waiting to get as much money as he possibly can. Would have had to fight with Omar Figueroa if Omar Figueroa would have kept his shit together instead of getting a DUI and, and fucking off like he did. And, hey, you know, we all know AB's got problems himself when he tried to keep himself uh, uh, good out the ring. Um, I mean, I seen AB uh, two days ago 
on on Instagram talking about he's stressing with a bottle which looked like oh uh, not a bottle but a glass which looked like some Hennessy or something. And we all know like AB he's just like Tyson Fury at times when it comes to outside the ring and we don't know when he's going to be ready to get in there and and, and be a hundred percent tip top shape. Um, but this fight with Lippin yet, I don't think that this is no fucking give me. This is no, this is no easy win for Adrian Broner. And he's going to have to pack his fucking lunch and, and, and show out because Lippin yet, um, you know, even though he, he got, he got worked by, by Mikey and Adrian, he did, he went 12, you know, he, he, he stayed safe and fought a safe fight. He knew he didn't want to get put on world star for Mikey Garcia. So um, this fight with Lippin yet and Adrian Broner, how you guys seen it? And I'll, I'll start off with you, Willa. Um, this fight with Lippinette, hey, I, I, I looked at it at first, and I'm like, A.B. should get him, but that thought in the back of my head is A.B. got to be, he got to be sharp, he got to be on point, and he got to be precise because he can't have no lackluster type of a fight if he's going to pick up this W against Lippinette. And, and as far as finding out who he's going to get following up with the cachet that Adrian Broner has, because, hey, let's be honest, Everybody talks about Adrian Bronner ain't nobody. He's blah, blah, blah. But when you look at the fucking numbers, we're talking about 800K plus on average. Adrian Bronner is easily top five, one of the biggest names in boxing, just based on what he does uh, outside the ring and inside, to be honest with you, especially as far as when it comes to ring walks with, with uh, famous rappers and, and doing everything that, that Adrian Bronner does. This fight that they possibly have coming up, I think it's going to be big, Will. Uh, a really good fan favorite fight for the hardcore boxing fans. Um, your thoughts on this one, and we'll take it down the line. As far as we ain't going to make predictions, but stylistically, I think this is a good fight that they're going to possibly have moving forward. Will? Yeah, most definitely. I think what I really want to know is this uh, $50 million that was supposedly, you know, was, is this a part of that fight deal that he has with Floyd? Has that been confirmed? Do we know, you know, do we know anything about that? I haven't heard anything since. Right, because we've, right? we've seen recently, we've seen recently, Javante Davis was with Adrian Broner and Floyd Mayweather was passing by and he gave him a little handshake and it looked really awkward for both guys who were so in love with Floyd Mayweather and Floyd Mayweather, vice versa, was so in love with them. It was kind of like if you got beef with somebody, but it's like, you know, whatever, whatever. Floyd just kind of, looked at both of them, stabbed them, and bounced out. He was with his daughter, and, I mean, it, it just looked awkward. And we all know that Javante Davis also been on record talking about no comment when they asked how good of a promoter Floyd Mayweather is. So, um, hey, I, if Floyd did give him that deal, which I don't know, is, it, it, it's, I cannot confirm or deny, but it looked really awkward when we've seen the guys who were so used to saying, big bro, big bro, and all this and that. I mean, it, it was. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that, Willa, but it, to me, it looks like no. Floyd did not give him no deal because he just kind of dabbed him up and walked away. Like that's it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about it. Um, seen that video, but uh, you know, I know these guys have that strained relationship. It sounded crazy when we heard it, uh, but uh, like you said, I haven't heard nothing else since then. But as far as the fight, um. I think y'all talked about it a little earlier with this new training camp that uh that Broner goes through. We know Broner puts in. Yeah, we could say we could say a lot about Broner, but when it comes to like getting in shape and when it's time to fight, you know, he might miss weight, but he's always looking good, always looking like he's in shape. Um, with this new training camp that he's in, 
uh, with the Vargas fight. He came on strong at the end. And it, it, even though it was the same Broner, it, he sort of it looked like he still had he still had a lip in his little dude. I think he should be able to beat him up. But it should. But like you said, you really never know. You never know if he gets out there and doesn't throw his hand. It could be a long night. It's probably going to be a good fight. Broner fights are usually good fights um, because he yep. likes to just get hit and act like he's a defensive genius. But you know, I always have AB <laughs> back. I'm always rolling with him. Uh, hopefully, we can see we can see him at the, on top of his game. If we see on top of his game, uh, Lippin is to get get his ass whooped. He can yeah, uh, get his ass whooped. Yeah, he he can get it. Sure. Can, he he looked he looked like shit his last fight. That's the thing about it. But the only thing that that makes me question is for a guy like Lippin Ness, like you said, a little guy, smaller than Adrian, for him to say, yeah, I'll take that fight. I'll fight Adrian. He has that idea in his head where you come out with that blueprint, smother Adrian Broner, you possibly get him off his back foot and, and, and get over on the judges unless if you could get a, a really clean shot on him. But the fact of the matter is that this little guy believes he can fight or he can beat Adrian and is going to take on that fight, that tells me a lot about, you know, as far as the, the mystique of Adrian Broner being a tough fight and, uh, you know, uh, all that stuff that goes into it as far as A-side uh, uh, favoritism and things like that, as King Mo alluded to earlier, because Adrian's definitely going to have that uh, moving into this fight. But, um, yo, uh, 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 I'll go to King Mo and I'll go to Janelle. Uh, uh, Mo, this fight right here, Livignette definitely looked good against Mikey Garcia, but he just stayed in that pocket a little bit too long for a gunner like Mikey Garcia. But if he, if he can... Uh, uh, um, hold himself to a certain extent, keep the range, work his jab, as we always say fighters need to do. I think that he definitely has more than a chance than the Vegas odds, I'm assuming, will be given for Adrian Broner being the favorite in this fight. And I'm just keeping it real because Adrian, uh, a fan of AB as I am, there's been too many times and too many instances where it's like, AB, let your fucking hands go. What are you doing, man? You know what I'm saying? So this fight right here, you see it doing how, King Mo. Hands go in. Which one? The uh, Adrian Broner and Sergey Lipinets is which look like that will be finalized. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just asking you a question. Which fight did Adrian Broner not let his hands go in? Mikey Garcia, um, Sean Porter. Which other fights? Well, I mean, shit. It took him the fucking last round to let his hands go against Sean Porter, and the only reason he yes. did that was because he got he got uh, he got the point deducted. For uh, uh, the what was it, the forearm pushing that he was doing most of the fight? Yeah, Adrian definitely. Yeah. You know what I mean? His output is very low at times, bro. And I mean, uh, yeah, when yeah, he yeah, yeah, it's low. It's always up because that's how points is. But I'm saying, like, name me fights where he don't let his hands go. That's all I want to know. Well, I mean, shit. I thought that people thought that. I, I thought that Adrian uh, was a clear wash against Polly Malinaji, but I hear people saying that it was a seven-five fight. I mean. Uh, Polly just by work rate, shadow boxing and shit like that. I mean, you know. It's, 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 no, no, no. See, 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 it depends what you like because it, it depends what you like. You know what I'm saying? It depends what you like. Do you yeah, like different, volume? Different, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but, so here's my, here's my thing, right? Let me, go, let me, let me start back. Like, y'all been up Floyd, right? Bro, Floyd and Adrian Burner yeah. were never close. They were never close. Never. Never, never close. Never. Al Hammond wanted, wanted to be close. Al Hammond was looking at Adrian Burner like, okay, I have another pay-per-view star. So you and Floyd be together. So people, yeah. when, you, when people think about Floyd, think about Adrian Broner. Bro, I see, I heard my own two ears at the gym. I heard Floyd say, Adrian Broner ain't like me. 
I'm undefeated. I watched him lose to Ponce de Leon. I heard him say that, bro. Oh, yeah. I, I, remember, was taking, that. I remember that, yeah. I, I heard him say that. I heard Floyd say that. Bro, Javante Davis, Tank, I see Tank in the gym. I, I don't think Tank and Floyd were ever really that close. And there are rumors, bro, because like, mind you, I'm an insider because I'm around these people. So I hear, like, as a oh, matter yeah. of fact, I, you know, when we got the phone, I'm going to tell you what I heard. Cause, and then you should go back and y'all can talk about it. But there's a lot of stuff going on on the inside that when you hear it, you're like, okay, this makes sense. Because right now y'all are hearing stuff that you're like, this makes no sense. But when I tell y'all some of this stuff off record, you're like, okay, this makes sense. I think I think I think when it comes down to it, I think that Broner will beat will beat Sergio Lipinets pretty easy. The reason why? Body work. Body work. You look at look check this out, right? Look at all the Russians right now. All the tough all the tough Russians. They can't take it to the body. Kovalev they don't that. want no they, they don't want they don't want no dog fight. They don't want no dog nope. fight. Lomachenko, Lomachenko did so did too. So I'm just saying like like if 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 Adrian Broner goes up there healthy and listens to his coach he will put hands on Sergey. So, uh, so yo Mo, let me ask you because you're you're asking um, what fight if I could bring up anything about where Adrian ain't letting his hands go. But I think that has to be one of the biggest flaws of Adrian Broner outside of uh, his not making weight and, and conditioning, how well he takes care of himself in and out the ring and, and blowing up as far as when he's outside of a fight. If you look at Adrian Broner in his last three years, which has, you know, been a roller coaster ride of a little bit, what do you see as being the biggest flaw as you being in the fight game yourself would be able to recognize more so than myself being just a public viewing from the media? What do you see from Adrian Broner that has been the, I wouldn't say downfall, but I'd say the anchor that's holding him down a little bit from him fully reaching his potential being? Uh, I plan simply, he, he, he just wait because it's too soon. He jumped weight classes way too soon. He jumped from, I believe, 135 to 147 to fight Maidana. Yeah, he oh, actually 140. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I'm saying, like, after that, he did it. He's like, okay, well, I was competitive, even though I lost. I was competitive. He was competitive, even though he lost. So he's like, you know what? I'll fight between 140 and 147. Really, his best weight class was probably was, was 135, 130. You know what I'm saying? Those are his best oh, weight oh, classes. For sure. Because he was a brute. He could walk you down, take your shot, go and, and, and clown you. But now he can't walk you down because you're too small. He could take shots, but you don't want to take too many shots. You know what I'm saying? These guys, these guys at 147 are just too big for him. Right. And that's the main thing. Just like Floyd. Everyone's like, oh, Floyd's boring. I was like, Floyd wasn't boring when he's pretty boy Floyd. Oh, yeah, yeah. I oh, forgot yeah, about yeah, that. Definitely, definitely. But when, when, he went to, when he became Money Mayweather, he had, he, it was a business decision. And he had to be safe. Safety first. You can't go out there and try to bang with guys that come come fight time. They're one seventy and and Floyd's still one forty five, one forty six. You know what I'm saying? When Floyd fight oh, Delahoy, and Floyd lost two pounds. So people, people, and and Adrian Bones in the same situation. Adrian Bones is a he's a fighter. He's a he can, he can, he's a firefighter. You know what I'm saying? He come out there, put the water, put the water on you, and you go out. But now these fires are too big. You know what I'm saying? They're too big for him. So he has right, to find right. different ways of winning. He can't be he can't be this like he used to be. Right, definitely, definitely. Fortunately for Adrian Broner, he doesn't have the similar issues that um, um, Floyd had coming up as far as the hand injuries and stuff like that. I know uh, Adrian alluded to a hand injury after the Granados fight, saying he broke his hand, but there was never no cast on and stuff like that. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Um, but um, I, I see what Adrian can do when he does let his hands go, and he does look really good when he does it. He just doesn't have the great footwork and, and, and things like that. And, um, you know, he, when he has, he, bad, when he's he has bad knees. He has bad knees. That's why people don't know that he has bad knees. Oh. 
man, well, shit, that's a that's a first for me. So, I mean, uh, man, um, I, I definitely keeping an eye on that one. But, Janelle, let's go to you. This fight with Sergey Lipinets and Adrian Broner, which looks like this one might be signed, sealed, and delivered, and it has the, the output of what we've seen recently from Adrian Broner when you talk about the Alex Berdiev fight. This kind of is where Adrian Broner is going in his career, taking some of these fights, uh, 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 trailing a, a, a certain track and getting around certain fighters. Because right now, as we know, Adrian has not been a fighter at, you know, uh, a certain weight class in particular. It seems like he's uh, uh, more comfortable with doing the, almost the way Canelo did his route of making his own uh, catch weight and uh, basically just going for uh, the, the biggest prize that he can get as far as money-wise. So, um, Adrian, it's a it's a deep division at 147, obviously, and a lot of the top guys would give him so many problems. Um, and, uh, I mean, Adrian is just, uh, you know, basically, as he mentioned before, when they said, what is he doing with his career? I'm trying to cash out as much as I can, but he's definitely not cashing himself out as far as, like, getting a fight with an Earl Spence or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Because we already know how that went. So, this fight with Sergey Lipinets and Adrian Broner, you well, see this one doing how? Well, that's why I want to comment on what Timo said because I agree 110%. And I've been telling you guys that for a while. It's like guys jump up too fast in divisions, and then when they suffer a loss at a higher weight, then I know Mystique is actually is actually all damaged. It's like, for instance, look at ter- as stupid as Terrence Crawford is. I mean, the guy was a big guy, 135, but they kept him there because they molded him. He had things to work on. And now look at him today. As big as he was, he could have started his career at 147 back then. And you think he'll be undefeated right now? And you think he'd be pound pound number one right now? I think he would have been suffering some losses had he started that 147, which he could have easily done. But see, they mold him. In top they, rank, he might have been good. Top rank, top rank had nobody at 147. But Pacquiao. And they groomed him. And they groomed him, yeah. is what I'm saying. I get Lahoy himself began his career at like, what, 130? And he was extremely big for that division. But see, they mold mm-hmm. He had things to work on before they put him mm-hmm. on the ring with guys his size. He had, he had to work on things. And then, boom. Yep. And now look at him. He's a Hall of Famer. So it's like, you know what I'm saying, Broner jumping up weight class too, uh, uh, too soon, that was definitely a problem. Um, um, I think Mon, um, but Donald basically just overpowered him, if you ask me. He was, he was overpowered. Um, yeah. As far as this fight coming up with Broner, I like Broner. You know what I mean? I like his style. You know, I mean, well, I don't like his style completely because I got to let his hands go enough, but I like him. I always root for my ride with him. I hate to see him lose. You know what I mean? Um. I hope he just has a good game plan with his new coach. I hope he has a good game plan. I hope he, if he wins, I don't think he's going to be knocking. I don't think he's knocking anybody out at 147. His output is way too low. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on what Broner shows up. It all depends on what Broner shows up. If it's the Broner that fought Madonna, I mean, not Madonna, but Molino, and fight this, mm-hmm. a disciplined game plan for 12 rounds, I think he can win on points. If he's getting there and just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's all depends on what shows up, man. But I like Bruno. Yeah, yeah. But still. yeah because, because Adrian's all over the place, man. Like I mentioned, me and Willow were at the event uh, for Easter, Garcia, and uh, my boy, Jose Carlos Ramirez from my area was out there. And, and, and Adrian, was talking, Adrian was talking about Jose, and then Adrian was sizing up Sean Porter. So it's like he's he's just running around everywhere. I don't know what he's got going on right now, but we'll, we'll figure it out soon enough. But like I said, he was talking to uh, the Robert Garcia about fighting Jose Ramirez, and Jose's been Jose's been doing his thing. Um, so we'll see what happens moving forward. But you did mention Terrence Crawford, and that's actually moving up to the next topic that I wanted to get to. Um, I'm gonna start off with Willow with this one because I said to him as soon as I seen it. Now look, man, 
we talked about social media earlier being a, a certain impact and things like this, and this might have some significance to it because Terrence Crawford heard what Danny Garcia had said from an interview with the Boxing Voice talking about, oh, you know, um, I, I did what, what Terrence Crawford did. He just gets a little bit more of the, the grace and things like that. And as, as King Mo mentioned earlier, and we, we all know it's well-documented, people talking about Danny Garcia being such a cherry picker for the last fucking four years and shit like that. Um, Danny, no sweat, kept doing his thing, kept getting his money. Danny Garcia remembers what happens in the Olympics, even though y'all know I'm a Danny Garcia fan, but I got to keep it real. Danny talked about beating Bud in the Olympics, but also Bud beat him once too. Uh, So it's 1-1 as far as I'm concerned. But Danny came out replying to a comment that Terrence Crawford put at Bud Crawford, verified on Twitter, said, yo, at Danny Swift, look, you didn't do what I did at 140. I was undisputed, something you never was. Never fought the guy you were scared to fight. Came up to welterweight in my first fight and fought a champion. I didn't need no tune-up fight before, or I didn't need no tune-up fight or get handed a belt. Danny Garcia shortly replied after saying, I'm not going to go back and forth with you. I'm fighting somebody else. But you have no notable wins. I already beat you for free. Why wouldn't I do it for some millions? And he left it at that. He didn't respond to anything else because Terrence Crawford went on a Dez Bryant type of a tirade on Twitter responding to fans. You know, when you when you got these guys with the eggshells on Twitter and stuff like that, it's probably best not to respond to these fucking trolls. But Terrence Crawford was, I mean, even, you know, he was just getting a little bit crazy, kind of not making sense with some of this stuff. You know when motherfuckers is mad, just kind of um, – saying a little bit too much stuff quicker than their hands is typing and their their mind is processing. But we got some Twitter beef going on with Danny Garcia and Terrence Bud Crawford. Now Crawford signed with HBO in top rank. They basically, basically I wouldn't even say HBO because basically they put in Terrence Crawford on ESPN as they got the ESPN plus app going and things like that. Like he had going on with Jeff Horn. It's going to be tough for Terrence Bud Crawford to find some really good comp at 147 because, as we all know, the guys at 147 are without him in his showtime. Now, the Cold War is over, as we all know, but can we possibly be seeing a fight with Terrence Bud Crawford and Danny Garcia moving towards the future? Because, man, look, if you ask the average boxing fan, who you, well, not even average, but, I mean, if you ask a hardcore boxing fan, who do you think will win between Terrence Crawford and Danny Garcia? Oh, man, Bud Crawford will watch that, watch that cherry picker. He lost to he lost to Peterson. Wow. You know he got all these gifts and things like that. So you know they go you know that's gonna happen. But when Danny Garcia is talking about notable wins and as far as resume goes, it's not even close. It's not even close. And I'm a Bud Crawford fan. I like Bud Crawford. I like Danny Garcia. But keeping it real, be real. Talking about notable wins and things like that. Danny Garcia definitely got cachet when it comes to that because. He, he might have got a couple guys out of there that were a little bit of time, but let's not forget that the 720 that he was giving guys like Eric Morales at his time. And, uh, I mean, his fight alone, the knockout win over Amir Khan, Bud Crawford's got nothing on that. And, 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 and I know people are going to say, oh, Amir Khan, he's got a, his, he's got a glass jaw. Well, Amir Khan's still in the talks for getting to fucking fight with Manny Pacquiao. So he's still up there when it comes to cachet. He's still up there. It's not like he's washed and fighting just complete bums at 147, he's still up there as a big name. So, Willa, I showed you this earlier in the week when I seen it because 
Danny Garcia, when he feels like he's talking some big noise, he usually talks with confidence. But when but when you know he's in a certain situation, you know he fumbles his words a little bit. He had a uh, he had a thirty minute interview, sit down interview with uh, uh, Nestor Gibbs, my homeboys over at the Boxing Voice. And when I seen this interview, Danny Garcia was talking with a pep in his step. I seen confidence in what Danny Garcia was talking about, Bud Crawford. And these guys all came from the Olympics together. So Danny even mentioned that years ago, that these guys all came up around the same time. And when Danny was holding that strap for so long uh, at 140 before he moved up, people say right place, right time, and things like that. Maybe here nor there, but Danny ain't never been no sucker when it comes to taking on tougher composition or competition in opposition on the other side from him. When you seen this tweet that came out, and I know it's Twitter fingers and shit like that, that we might possibly have a Terrence Bud Crawford and Danny Garcia fight somewhere in the near future if he could possibly get past this fight against Sean Porter coming up next month? Uh, more than likely not. Um, like you said, they're on the opposite side. And Danny Garcia has been been very calculated. I think he like, – like I always like to say, when somebody – when people say, you know, this 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 side of my career, or you know, they make that switch. They're going to uh, to to make the most money for the most sense, right? So I think he's talking with a lot of pep because he's not going to have this fight. Um, everybody understands that the amateurs and the pros are are a little different, um, and that's going to be easy work. I think everybody's waiting for a Therm, uh, for a Keith Thurman to come back. That's who that's who Danny Garcia wants to fight again. That's who he's going to try to fight after this quarter fight yep. if he wins. I think he thinks he can win this this quarter fight. He has a good chance. Um, so when I saw it, the first thing I thought was, "So oh. you were the undisputed champ." You know, when that's the first thing when he said he did the. I heard it on like the uh, This Is Fifty interview or something like that, where he was saying that he's right. done the same thing. And then I was like, uh, you know, first thing I was like, I don't remember him being undisputed champ. I don't, I don't remember him being uh, one of the pound for pound uh, best in the game like that. But I guess that's, I guess that's what they, I guess that's what he was alluding to, uh, why he wasn't. But uh, you know, Danny Garcia, like I said, I, I enjoy him. I am a fan of his. I think he's a pretty good fighter. Uh, he's got a chin. He's got that hook, and so. But I think he's talking with a lot of pep because that fight isn't happening. People aren't going to fight. We're not going to have no undisputed welterweight champion no time soon. Yeah, no, I see you, man. I see you, I see you. And uh, and a lot of people that were um, critiquing Danny Garcia were saying that he avoided the guy that Bud Crawford washed up, being Victor Postal, um, neither here nor there, but – uh, uh, let's take it to Mo. You know about how we were talking about how some of these guys might be talking to each other um, and, and, and almost kind of setting things up. If not setting things up, just actually basically clout chasing to a certain extent. When you, I, I'm, I don't know if you were aware of this that was going on because I know sometimes shit that goes on on Twitter is just like, oh man, these dudes just talking. It ain't nothing really to worry about. But when I seen this one, I was kind of like, hmm. If we could have Danny Garcia and Bud Crawford going on, because as we know, the Cold War is over. The Cold War is over. Dudes are willing to work together, and, and it's just that way. Um, and, and I know Bob Arum is a guy who wasn't working with, with other promotional deals and stuff like that, but it seems like he's more willing, and he's been on record saying he's willing to work with either or uh, when you talk about 
Eddie Hearn and um, and Al Heyman and even Oscar De La Hoya and things like that, um, in which you know he gave him a really bad deal with the whole Stephen Espinoza thing and all that, or um, Richard Schaefer thing, I should say, not Stephen Espinoza. Um, but when you've seen this, Mo, do you think anything that was said by both of these guys being anything that could be something moving forward towards a future fight, or it's just dudes over here talking on Twitter, man? The background. Hello? The background. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You with us, bro? Yeah, I'm right here. Are uh, you asking me? Oh, I was asking King Mo, and I'm going to you right after Janelle. But Mo, oh, okay. okay. I was talking. I was talking about the whole deal with Danny Garcia and uh, and Terrence Bud Crawford with this Twitter beef got going on. You're looking at it like this might be something possible for the foreseeable future, or it might just be some dudes almost cloud chasing to a certain extent. Well, who who are you talking to, me or, or Janelle? I got you, King Mo. I got, I'm going with okay, you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Like, let me start. People that thought that Garcia was just going to post all was stupid because at that time, Bob Aaron wasn't looking to do no deals with Al Heyman. You know what I'm saying? Now that his roster's kind of started to be different and he's lacking at 147, he's looking to do deals. Because if Pacquiao ain't going to fight, fight uh, Crawford, then who else is? They're, they're going to they're gonna wait for Errol Spence. They ain't gonna, exactly. The Garcia fight makes no sense. Because Errol Spence, the money, the money fight at 147 is Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford. That's what everybody wants to say. No one cares about the other one. Look, when's the last time you heard anybody, when, when have you ever heard Dan Garcia or Sean Porter mention Errol's name in an interview? Oh, yeah. Never. yeah. I'm, glad you mentioned, Never. I'm glad you mentioned that because here's the thing. Let me say this real quick, and I'll let you jump back on. Because Sean Porter – He's always been a guy that's been super hype, and, and Willa, I know you cool with Kenny Porter and stuff like that, so I'm not trying to uh, uh, put any type of uh, certain words out there like that. But Sean Porter, what he do when he was when he lost to Keith Thurman? Oh, I thought we won that fight. You know what I'm saying? Blah 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 blah. And then he crashed Danny Garcia's uh, uh, fight after you know it was that bum that he fought. I forget the gentleman's name. It was the Mexican character where Danny Garcia knocked his ass out in the sixth round, I believe, and he crashed that right. But when you had him on set for the uh, Garcia Easter event, and they talked to him about what about Earl Smith, you hear Sean Porter, the guy who who basically said that Keith Thurman faked a car crash, saying, oh, well, um, with Earl Smith, you know, um, if business-wise it makes sense, then, uh, you know, then, then I guess we can make it happen. I never heard a guy like Sean Porter who was so – up and at it to get with a fight going on to be so soft-spoken when it came to a guy like Earl Spence. It made me think that he really looks at him like the boogeyman. So, yeah, to your point, King Mo, I don't think that he would want any smoke with a guy like Earl Spence because it doesn't seem that way as far as a guy who's been so outspoken to be really soft-spoken when put on the spot on live television for fucking thousands of people to see around the world. Uh, That's definitely not looking like that's going on. And that's why I say social media don't matter. Social media is good if you want to market yourself and you want to push products and have okay, be, you know, let your sponsors know, hey, I posted a picture wearing a shirt, make sure my check comes. But as far as, like, making fights happen, it happens in the UFC because the UFC needs money. And then and boxing, it really don't happen, you know what I'm saying, because there's so many moving parts to make sure all the money's good, you know what I'm saying. All that talk, uh, until you show me where the money is, you know what I'm saying, and what happens. So all this right here, the, the, the oh, yeah, Garcia... Yeah. Uh, uh, nah, it ain't gonna happen, man. People just waste their time talking about it. Ain't gonna happen. You don't think? It, oh, and you know what? And let me let me say this real quick because I know 
I told you I told you earlier that yo social media does matter and 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 all this stuff is that right here. But here, let me give you an example of why I could actually hold my L at a certain extent when it comes to I was telling you that social media is a big deal and for it not being a big deal being when Canelo fought uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. If you remember, they were on some sort of uh, Mexican television station that went viral on social media when they said. Um, okay, put your purse on the line if you think you can beat me, and they both shook on it. And it's like, oh, this just in. Julio Cesar Chavez and Canelo Alvarez, they put their purse on the line, so whoever wins takes it all. And I was like, I'm pretty sure there's lawyers involved and things like that. Everybody's got to get paid, yeah, so there ain't, no motherfucking, there, ain't no motherfucking, there ain't no motherfucking winner take all just on a goddamn handshake from some social media going all viral from a television station. So, yeah, that's one example where I agree with you. You know, no, no, but I'm talking about as far as, as as far as building as far as far as hype, as far as building hype or something, social media is the best. Because it's like this: if there was social media back when Roy Jones was fighting, we would never be talking about Floyd Mayweather right now. Oh man, oh man, yeah, you're right, you're right about that. So, so, so as far as building and, and hype, it's the best. But as far as like, as far as like actually trying to get, trying to come through a deal to social media. Like, 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 like what they're doing with the heavyweights, like talking about the deal, oh, well, so it's just 50 million. Like that stuff doesn't matter to me because to me, once the deal is done, it's going to be signed. I don't, I don't care the details. Just when, it, when you're ready to sign, sign so, we can, so you can announce the fight so we can be hyped up to fight, hyped up for the fight to happen. Just don't talk about the motherfucking details. Right. I don't care. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, so if I was to give you, uh, before I go to Janelle, I, if I was to give you a percentage of uh, you know, hundred being the the the, da- the goddamn done deal on the line to zero B not going on at all. If you were to give this fight possibility of a percentage wise happening between Danny Garcia and Terrence Bud Crawford, however it goes, A side, B side, a percent of this fight actually happening, you would give what? Okay, if Errol Spence, if Terrence Crawford ain't gonna fight for the rest of this year, probably. If I won't fight till early next year or mid next year, probably right? Not. So yeah, yeah, definitely. If Errol Spence were to get injured. Then the fight, then that fight could happen. Earl Spence would get injured. Pacquiao said, "No, I'm gonna fight Lomachenko." That would leave Terence Crawford with no opponent. That's when it could happen. Because right now, oh, Terence Crawford is like, yeah, because yeah, because not right now. There's, there's still there's still open possibilities. Lomachenko's might be a possibility. They, they said no. Pacquiao is still there waiting. So if they can't make the Pacquiao fight happen, Earl Spence gets hurt. Terence Crawford's out. Look for Garcia versus uh, uh, versus uh, Crawford to happen. But that's a lot of ifs to happen for it to happen. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, definitely. There's de- there's definitely got to be a lot of things going on for sure. Yeah. Well, let me get to Janelle, and then we're gonna get to our next topic. So hang out with us, Kimo. We almost uh, we gonna be coming up here on two hours, which is gonna be around our certain time. But we got we got a lot to talk about. So I'm glad you're rocking with us. But Janelle, my man, I know how you feel about Terrence Bud Crawford that we've been talking about for a while over here. But let me just be real with you, man. Um, this right here. They obviously have history from the amateur ranks and things like that. And Danny Garcia um, has had his highs and his lows when it comes to uh, uh, performances that he's put out um, on him well, and things like well, that. Warming. But what do you think about this fight as far as being the possibility of it when it comes to Terrence Crawford and Danny Garcia possibly lining something up or are these dudes just clout chasing on Twitter, man? What? All right, for one, you know how I feel about comparing amateurs. Uh, boxing to professional boxing, it's four rounds. Oh yeah, definitely. No, round no definitely. Fight. Yeah. So it's a, it's a whole different ball game. And going four rounds, going twelve rounds, is a whole different ball game. 
So that's eliminates yep. that right there. So whatever bragging rights you think he has to defeat him in the amateurs, I mean, I leave that in the amateurs. I mean, that's it's four to twelve rounds ain't shit. I mean, since it was just say four rounds, uh, Jab Judah would have beaten Floyd Mayweather. It's over the four round. It's over the four rounder. So it's like I mean, it is what it is. But um, right. So it's like uh, hey, oh uh, what? It's like Willis said. I don't see the division getting unified anytime soon. You know, saying it's a lot of. It's a lot of money in the price. A lot of money, even in that fight, it's still pretty good money in that fight. So it's like, in fact, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Danny Garcia will want that fight so soon. I don't think he'll want that fight so no. soon. No, I, hate I, I mean, why wouldn't he, why, why why would he not want that fight soon though? I mean, he's been active, and I mean, you know, it's not like he's got well, to get any Garcia, fucking tune-ups. I don't, I don't think Danny Garcia really wants Terrence Crawford right now. I don't think get wise. Top, huh? So he'll get washed. I don't think so. I think Terrence Crawford is. I think Terrence Crawford is too dangerous uh, uh, for Denny Garcia. And he better focus on on uh, Sean Porter right now and uh, his dirty ways, his molding style, his dirty ways. I think that's going to be a problem for Garcia. I'm picking Porter in well, that no, fight, honestly. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, that's why. No, that's why Danny said. You know, um, like I said, Danny responded to his tweet saying what he said, and that's all he said. He left it at that. Mike dropped his ass. But Terrence Crawford is over here. He sent, like, 40 tweets out arguing with fans and shit like that. I mean, like, I think one fan actually said, yo, Terrence Crawford, your biggest fight was against your mechanic. Like, I mean, and he's responding to these guys. That's what I'm saying. Terrence Crawford don't need to be responding to none of these guys saying some clown shit like that. But, obviously, he was in his feelings. He was mad. And, you know, hey, these are fighters at the end of the day, Janelle. As you know, and King Mo know, we got we kind of get a little agitated to a certain extent when motherfuckers are talking some stupid shit, and we might say something that we look at later, like well, maybe I shouldn't have said nothing like that. But hey, it, well, it's like you said, you know, Danny said something. That's they're much more than fighters; they're human beings, man. And any human being would respond exactly, to shit like that. Exactly. That's what it is. When I say when I say someone's in their films or something like that, no, no, that's not the case. I'm just saying we have uh, when fighters have y'all have like a a, a, a jump reaction similar to a, a, a duck and a punch or anything like that. Yo, so when people are talking, I just think that Bud Crawford kind of went off the rails a little bit, and I mean, you know, that's just gonna happen when people are talking some silly shit. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I just look at it like, hey, the possibility of this fight, I'm looking at it like maybe it's a 40% chance of happening, and, and as your man King Mo alluded to, there might be some things that could happen. You never know. Keith Thurman got in a car crash. Um, things could happen to where this fight might be able to be put down the line, and maybe not that far down the line, to be honest with you. Man, but here's the thing. I think that, I think that the reason why I don't think it's going to happen is because, you know, if, 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 if Garcia beats, beats uh, Porter, Thurman's out, Current, uh, you know, Errol Spence. Yeah, uh, yeah, where is, yeah, where is he <laughs> Yeah, because don't forget, don't forget, Mikey Garcia and Errol Spence don't fight. So you must, you, I bet you, I bet you damn well that Errol Spence will fight the oh, winner. You th- oh, you, th- you, you think that's happening for sure, Kimo? You think yeah, that one's going think, with Garcia and Spence? I, uh, no, and I'm saying if it don't happen, if it don't happen, oh, okay, that fight okay, don't okay, happen. Gotcha. That means that means Errol Spence is no date. So that means. And Crawford, Earl Spence ain't going to wait for Crawford. I don't even know that. He already said it. He, not, not Crawford, but he ain't going to wait for Thurman. He already said that. He wants to right. fight. So let's say Garcia beats uh, Porter. 
that's that's probably the next fight. Which 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 I think he will personally. I don't know. I I I'm nervous because the thing is Porter makes fights so ugly. And, you know what I'm saying? Like he can he can he can oh, make yeah, a fight. Yeah, yeah. And, and the yeah, thing about Garcia is. I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm just going to say real quick. I'm just saying real quick. When, right. dudes, when dudes don't want to fight, when dudes kind of a, a, avoid a fight with, with Sean Porter, it's not that they're avoiding a, a monstrous puncher. Dudes just don't want to get headbutted in the fucking head in that roughhouse style that Sean Porter's got. That's the case. Motherfuckers got to pack their lunch and, 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 and some when it comes to fighting a guy like Sean Porter. And, hey, you know, I'm not the biggest Sean Porter fan, but I give him respect because he may get a dog fight. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, yeah. But yeah, Sean Porter definitely is not no easy fight, man. He's a rough house for anybody. And not just that, but for some people, how big of a payday is it? Because the thing is, like, look, you can fight Timothy right, Bradley, right? Right. Good point. Is it a big payday? No, but guess you got a chance to get headbutted, roughed up, and beat. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, Sean Porter is not an oh, easy man. fight. Yeah. Rough, and is the payday good? It's probably it's probably good if you're a champion like like Earl Spence. If you're a dude, you know what I'm saying? Like like you know, so let's say let's say let's say let's say let's say it was um. Uh, my boy Pearson, and he was coming off wins, and he was. And I, if I if I was coach, I'd be like, nah, just a little avoid Sean Porter. Let's go after Garcia. Let's go after Spence, which he fought Spence and Garcia. Let's go after. Let's go after um the dude from Orlando that um. Oh no, actually, no, he's a one fifty four. So now I'm thinking about uh, old boy from Orlando that knocked that Charlo knocked out the young kid. Three fights to go after. Uh, after I have to look that one up. I have to look that up. But go ahead, go along. We'll check that out. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, like I said, I, I think that that fight is going to happen. It ain't going to happen, but the, Garcia has a better chance of fighting Spence before he fights Crawford. No, definitely, definitely. I feel you. And, hey, uh, uh, Kimo, yo, we got 10 minutes uh, following up on the show. I'm going to go to Willa first on this one um, because me personally, I'm not I, – I don't have any offspring, but I know Willa is a father. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that some of the things that – Deontay Wilder said, as we talked about Wilder earlier with Dominic Brazil, um, it was, uh, I, I mean, I, I would look at it like being entertained because, as I mentioned, I don't have any offsprings, and I would look at it a certain way, but I figured that some of y'all who got a family would look at it a, a, a different way. Um, it, 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 to me, what the, some of the comments that Wilder said, I look, as I mentioned, it looks like it's funny and stuff like that, but is it a little out of bounds? Probably so. Um, you know, Deontay Wilder, I'm going verbatim here because I don't have the, the link on here, but I know that Deontay Wilder was saying that if he was to be able to fight a guy like Dominic Brazil, he would want his son to look at the man that would cripple his daddy if that fight were to happen. And we all know about the history that Deontay Wilder has put out about, you know, the the, the, the medical uh, issues his daughter had and things like that. And we all know that Wilder, um, actually went and beat up a troll in Charlie Zelenov for talking about his daughter. So when it comes to certain things that said about um, a sensitive subject being a family member, let alone being your offspring, um, I'm going to go to Willa first, and I'll go to King Mo to touch on this one. But Willa, Dominic Brazil came out with a video on Instagram driving, and he seemed pretty fucking pissed off, and he brought up the fact that, you know, you got to uh, – Man, I mean, it just sounded ugly when he said, you know, talking about a crippled daughter that Deontay Wilder has. I mean, like, these are sensitive subjects, man. And it started off the fun and games for me. I'm like, oh, man, he was talking about his daddy's going to look at the man who's going to cripple him. Uh, or his son's going to look at the man who's going to cripple his daddy. But it's like, ooh, this one's getting kind of ugly. 
Well, I know you've seen these comments. Your, your take on this one right here, because I'm looking at it from a completely different light than you are. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Wilder, you know, I'm a big fan of his, but that right there, I don't know. I don't know where he, he says some wild stuff all the time that I just let slide. That right there, hey. Talk about, catching, talk about catching bodies and shit, you know? Yeah, and just like, you know, just he just needs to, you know, hey, somebody's got to shut him up at the end of the day. He's the, uh, you know, he's one of the heavyweight champs. He could do what he wants to do, I guess. So, I I think that's a little tasteless, but, you know, Deontay Wilder isn't really, you know, he's just a, a country guy from Alabama. So, you know, he might not have a lot of taste. So, hey, I, I'm still riding with him. Ain't, it ain't that big of a deal. I can see why Brazil wants to shut him up. So he might have a chance to do it soon, maybe. Now, the King Mo, I know you from Tennessee. Uh, uh, um, and I mean, yo, this is a little low, man, bro. And I'm gonna look at it like when I sat back and looked at it, I looked at it like it was very, very, very disingenuous. And I know we we spoke about Wilder earlier, but your take on this comment that Wilder had talking about Dominic Brazil's son looking at the man that would cripple his father, um, would you take it to that sort of an extent to try to possibly sell a fight if this if, if one fight doesn't work out being the fury and stuff like that or is this is this below the belt like too far or i mean is this just kind of uh, um, a promotional type of a tool that deontay wilder is using well it's like this if i was down in brazil i'd be clapping screaming i'd be happy you know why because no one really knows who he is but the hardcore boxer fans so now deontay right. wilder says something so now they wait for him to respond. So he responded. So people are waiting for Deontay to respond. So now you have hype built on social media. You know what I'm saying? So that so oh, the yeah, more yeah, the yeah. Boy, yeah. So that's what so so check this out, right? So they say they fight, right? Say Deontay knocks him out. What's the first thing they do after after the fight ends? To go shake hands, hug. You got paid. I got paid. We're out. That's all it is. It comes out of the money, dog. This right here is gonna help. It's gonna, Dominic Brazil can be mad. Say it's tasteless. But if anything, this right here is gonna make it's gonna draw interest to the fight. It's gonna help it make more money. Like all that, like oh, your son talking about family. No one cares about that because everyone has beef. But when they go in the ring or the cage, they fight. The first thing they do after the fight is over with is they shake hands and give them a hug. And they talk like this. It's like about this Conor Floyd. I didn't watch the fight, but I seen I seen I seen pictures after Floyd put hands on Conor. What they do? Oh man, Connor's tough. For a Floyd's a genius. All that, all that t- trash talk that happened before that everybody's excited about came to an end. They hug. Right, right. Good. You know what I'm saying? Like it Good don't point. matter. It's just, it's just hype. Good point because they were actually uh, when they did the the last uh, promotional event was overseas. They actually flew in the same plane, if you remember. Of course, so, yeah. Of course they did. But that's, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. That's, that's my point. Well, I mean, supposed to me like you want some good pussy. I'm like, how? When this shit is fake, it ain't even real. Like, think about this. If the fight, if it, if it was real, and you want some good pussy, you know what I do? And fight. If they mean you're gonna fight, we have beef. I would knock that nigga out of weigh-ins. Fuck so, waiting for the fight. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. fighting right there. You know, you know what I'm saying? Wouldn't be no way. You know, another fake one that kind of happened, I did an interview with Shane Mosley not too long ago, and he had that fight with uh, Mariorga. And if you remember yeah, Mariorga, yeah. it looked it look really staged when Mariorga slapped his girl's ass. Yeah. 
<laughs> I would have stole off on somebody right there, bro. I'm being honest with you. <laughs> but hey, but I guarantee you that was planned. That was all planned because it's like yeah, this. Yeah. He most of them do it to his first girl, the first girl he had, the Mexican girl. He, no, but the new one. Yeah. She ain't as bad as the last one. So he was okay with that happening. And she was probably okay with it too. Because it's like this. Money. You know what I'm saying? That's how, bro, that's, how, that's what it comes down to. Like That's why the social media thing, Like I don't buy into it because I know no one's about what they're saying. If if we had beef for real, we're going to fight, we wouldn't make it to the cage. We'd fight right then. When I seen you, I'd slap you on sight. <laughs> right. <site>. Yeah. <laughs> right. I see you. I see you, man. And, hey, yo, we're coming up to our, our final two minutes here. Hey, King Mo, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man. Whenever you feel like you want to come on here and any kind of promotional events we could do for you and putting your stuff out there because we got a following from OTG, uh, the podcast we came from, not just locally. We're talking about we got dudes overseas in Ireland and over in Austria, some dudes that could really help out push the narrative and things like that when we talk about giving guys some clout that they deserve. I want to thank you for coming on. I want to thank Janelle for uh, uh, bringing you on here. Uh, I know that his, his his service cut. I don't know what the hell happened to him right now. But well, thank well, let me say one quick thing, Janelle. Yes, yeah, and Janelle, you're still ugly. Ugly as hell. I want, I want the whole world to know that. <laughs> Janelle, Janelle is ugly as hell. Y'all know that. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey. With that said, I appreciate you, man. Willa, uh, uh, what, what you got going on for the rest of the day, man? King Mo, thank you for joining us, man. Anytime you want to come on, the door is wide open for you over here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, my brother. I appreciate it, man, and I wish you your, your best for the future endeavors for you going on forward, my man. Um uh, but, Willa, what's going on, man? It's Sunday. We ready to wrap it up over here. I'm about to probably go out here and see what's going on at a local restaurant and get me some grubbing on. What's, go- what's going on with you, man? Oh, man, you know, just another Sunday. Just going to chill, probably hit that pool or something before the rain rain comes. So, n- not too much, man. Chill. Uh, all right, man. All right. Well, you got a busy Wednesday coming up because we got some good fights coming up and then uh, – I um, mean, the week following after. So I can't wait to chop it up with you on Wednesday, man. Like I said, I want to thank Janelle so much for bringing King Mo on. I want to thank King Mo for rocking with us the entire time. Hopefully we can get him coming on here back sooner rather than later. Speaking for myself in the central California of the San Joaquin Valley, my man from Houston, Texas, Janelle, King Mo, everybody that was rocking with us, thank you all. You guys make sure that you have Monday. Tomorrow will be better than Monday you had last week. Enjoy yourself. Be safe. Everybody out there, if you fucking with us, we fucking with you. Janelle's still ugly, according to King Mo, so, hey, sometimes it be that way. Um, <laughs> for the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, we are out, and we'll talk to y'all later, man. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.